So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode with my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. Listen, man, I'm excited for this one. We had a, uh, we had a show. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was the Married Ladies Teach Single Women the Game. Yes. Yeah, and so that, went, that one went crazy. It did, and this is like the spinoff. Yeah. Here. This is like the spinoff here, the sequel, y'all. If y'all actually tune in and watch that show, I want you to put in the chat, just put yes. If you actually watched the show where we had our two wonderful ladies put y'all on game, well, guess what? We got two more wonderful ladies put y'all here on game because, ladies, in this episode, y'all about to figure out how to be happily single. If y'all ain't already know how to do it before, we're going to talk about it here in this show here, and we're doing it with these two beauties here on the show. Welcome, 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 ladies. I'm doing amazing. Let me introduce y'all real quick. Let okay. me introduce y'all because the people need to know who's here. Okay. It's not no regular ladies here on the set. <laughs> right, right. Okay? Let's start with the beauty in the blue. Okay? Y'all see here in the blue, y'all probably already know these ladies, but if you don't, we are in here rocking with one of my favorite business coaches. Yeah. One of the most quiet, subtle, and sexy business moguls online. Actually, the co-host of the Social Proof Podcast that is, is in the building we're in here rocking with Donnie Wiggins. Welcome hey, to Harlem, hey. Michigan. I'm happy to be here, but I'm also just a little bit nervous. <laughs> Nothing to be nervous Ooh. about. I don't get I don't get nervous, but we're we're talking <laughs> dating stuff, and yeah. now yeah, I feel like y'all in my business. I don't know. I'm happy to be here with you, though. I'm happy to yes. be here. First of all, you got to introduce. I don't want to. I don't want to say her name. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because we are in here. Okay. With. The Harvey royalty, okay? <laughs> it is here. But let, 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 me not, let, let me not go ahead and do that because you had to build that name up yourself, okay? Because we are in here rocking with a host, a speaker, an author, mm. and somebody who is out here doing some amazing things in this space. I'm in here rocking here with Brandy Harvey. Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It was a pleasure to be here. Yes. Now I'm excited to like, be here Like, I you. am. I'm so excited I to sit with you. I really am. We had to, listen, so we had to work very hard to get these ladies. So first yes. with Donnie, we had to completely <laughs> grow as men and change our entire, right. entire brand and who everything about us had yes. to change to get, to get Donnie on the show. Yes. And then, of course, to get Brandy, we had to highly refer by her twin sister yeah. Carly you all did we had an amazing show you so we are did. very appreciative that y'all yeah. joined us tonight for sure which is ironically a friend of mine so it's interesting that I'm sitting here with Brandy because yeah. I have a relationship with Carly yeah and they were on a panel together y'all yes. were on the panel last mm -hmm. year together I think mm -hmm. Corey Yale's event yes yeah we were. so we were. we've had a lunch a couple of times six degrees of separation six degrees That's of separation what this, is. Yeah. this is why you gotta be yeah. really careful about Baby. the word that you put out in the streets about people yes no. <laughs> right. You are going to meet them again. Absolutely. And see, one thing we don't do on Harley Initiated that you see a lot happens on these podcasts is they bring these women on that are pretty much meant to get beat up on 
like these women who oh, don't really have the discernment, the knowledge, mm. the wisdom to communicate in a way that's going to represent the ladies right. But if y'all notice, we bring ladies on here to make sure that we represent the ladies mm -hmm. right. And probably even some ladies that's going to make the men in the chat choose a little bit, okay? So, matter of fact, the fellas in the chat right now, if you here, I want you to put I'm here for the fellas that are in the <laughs> chat right now. I want to know. But, Ryan, let the people know what we got coming because we got some amazing things coming right before we get Definitely. into the Listen, actual The chat show. is always going crazy. Honestly, if I was a single man, well, I am a single man, and I guess I kind of am in the chat, but I would be in the <laughs> chat every Monday and Wednesday because, guys, that's when we're going live at 8 p.m. And this is the things We got the, the Facebook family. Facebook family, welcome. We, we love you. We appreciate you. But we only giving you 30 minutes because mm -hmm. our YouTube members and our YouTube audience, they like, look, y'all said it's exclusively for us. So y'all got to take care of us. So check yes. this out. Go ahead and move over to YouTube now. And if by chance you really want to get into the conversation and you want to wait till we get to 830, that's fine. But please make sure to join us on the channel. And guys, we also got the Super Chats going. We got a goal of $2,100 this month. So remember, we started at $3,500. we have been working diligently to that goal. And of course, once we hit $3,500, we'll be able to sound treat the studio and also get a little bit more brandness. So that way, you know, when we have our wonderful guests come on, like uh, like Brandy and Donnie, you'll be able to hear them. They'll be able to stretch, get animated right. without the sound actually going out, guys. Right. We need your money. We need your money. We right? need it. <laughs> now, check this out. This is the last thing, guys. Go ahead and hit that like button because the Please. like button, as much as you hit the like button within that first 30 minutes, YouTube pushes this out more, and we want this to hit as many people as possible. And the last thing, I'm going to go ahead and drop this link in there. Listen, I'm going to let Tyshawn talk about this. He put together, we both put together, the top 10 dating and connection questions. Yes. Tyshawn, they're effective, right? Oh. This is very effective, y'all. Listen, we've been having coaches on here coach us up on how to ask the absolute best questions. Y'all know we guys who are, you know, single, you know, meeting wonderful people regularly and also coaching up some other people who are trying to navigate. So these phrases, these questions, they tried and true. So make sure y'all go ahead and get that ASAP. And it's right. the last thing. I want to say this because we had some wonderful ladies. We had uh, Nicole, Yali, um, Soirena, and I think it was oh, Sabrina. Sabrina Wade. Yeah, Sabrina Wade. So we Drama had a, a, a bunch of women that took the risk. They dropped their IG handles in the chat and yes. allowed us to humbly critique the IG profiles to give them some advice about how to find some, And we actually some, some did Donnie Wiggins before the show as well. She wanted us to critique her IG was nobody safe. Donnie had a good. <laughs> Donnie got a solid IG for those who don't know. We're gonna be dropping Donnie uh, as well as Brandy's IG throughout the show too, so y'all can go ahead and follow them as well, cause y'all about to fall in love with these ladies as the show goes on. And as a matter of fact, let's 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 get right into it. Let's get, let's get, let's get, get right into it. Let's get into this because here's what. Let's start here because we're gonna talk about a lot of different things tonight, but. We didn't want to say, you know, this all kind of goes into being the concept of being happily single. Mm -hmm. um, because I think it's a lot of misconceptions around that. I've met a lot of single ladies, and I can't say all the single ladies I run into are happily mm -hmm. single. It's a lot of miserable. <laughs> it's a lot of miserable <laughs> single ladies out here. And misery while you're single is not going to bring the right person into your life. Right. Yeah. And it's not going to really bring anything you want in any area yeah. of your life, I would say, yeah. to, to go as far to say that. So let me ask you this. What do you think it means, even when I say the words happily single, what do you think that even means to you when you hear me say that? 
almost feel like it's it's a thing you kind of don't want to hear sometimes. Even as you get to, uh, you know, you're a woman of a certain age, you're like, I don't want to hear, oh, hell, she's happily single. It kind of feels like you're like, good for her, like pat her rubber, like <laughs> soothe her a little bit, like it's going to be okay. Yeah. God's got something waiting for you, you know? But <laughs> I think honestly, you know, as a person who did not think, I, I promise you, in my 20s, I would not have thought that I would be single and dating at 41. Yeah. Would not have thought it. You have all these ideas of what it's going to be. You didn't you didn't plan out the fairy tale wedding. You didn't got your kids' names, all the things, <laughs> and you don't see it that I'm gonna be single at 41. But when I think back, I did not do any of the things if I was preparing for marriage. Mm. I was not doing the things that were preparing me for marriage in my 20s. I wasn't doing the things Mm. that were preparing me for marriage in my early 30s. And so am I happily single? Absolutely, yes, because I make the most amazing life for myself. But is there a desire for partnership and togetherness? And, baby, I know I'm coming home to you every single night. Yes. Like, yeah, very much so. First of all, we start the show with... (laughs) Woman's that. accountability, <laughs> right? At the top of the show, y'all. Oh yes, it's gonna be a good show. Yes. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting really? that. That is yeah. incredible. Oh no, I was not doing the things that would have prepared me to be married at this age. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I could say that that's what I wanted, but my actions and the way I was showing up was not that. Yeah. It was not that, and that did not come until I was 35 years old. Mm-hmm. 35. 35 years old. It 35. Didn't it didn't come. What happened at 35? You know, one, I got very clear on therapy. So what I didn't think I needed to heal about myself was the very thing I needed to do. I need to go unroot, unroot, you know, and uproot some stuff and unlearn some stuff. And so when I started to unlearn some stuff and some behaviors, that is when life started to open up in a different way. And I had a different vantage point of mm. what I wanted and what I needed in my life. So, yeah, that I wasn't doing anything. I could have said it, but really I wasn't doing the things in my 20s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that said, you want to be married. Girl, stop. You playing. So interesting. <laughs> so uh, let me come to you, Donnie, too, because I think at this point, too, and, and thank you for being open because you said you were oh, yeah. you're 41 years old. Yeah. A lot of ladies don't like to drop their age. Is, is that a, is that, that situation with you, too, Donnie? You want to keep it? The world knows. The world yeah, I mean, knows. you can Google me and my age and yeah. birthday is going to come up along with my siblings. And okay. Yeah. My I, just, I just learned Donnie's age today, by the way. Donnie okay. is, yeah. Donnie going to throw y'all all off. Donnie, tell them how old you are, by the way. I am 44. Donnie, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. But let me say, so the, the comments is already black don't crack. A bunch of black don't crack. Right. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a bunch of black don't right, crack. Right. So y'all see what's going down over here. Y'all got some seasoned ladies on the show today. It's seasoned. Yes. We need yeah. that. We need that. But y'all, but, but y'all, y'all looking good. Thank I'm going to tell you that. But I'll tell you this. Let me, let me ask you this. Like, how do you, how do you feel, do you, or do you feel any of like the, 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 how do you feel about women who embrace like singleness as a lifestyle versus <laughs> like as as a phase? Do you feel like we should embrace singleness as a lifestyle or should it be a phase? How, how should we approach our singleness? I think it's both. I think that um, what I know is that not everybody wants the same thing. 
So every woman doesn't desire to be married. And for that woman, yes, embrace singleness and whatever that means as your lifestyle. But for women who desire to be married, honestly, I think you have to embrace whatever part of your journey you're in at that time. So for me, yes, I embrace being single because there is no other option. (laughs) (laughs) I am single, right? Yeah. Me embracing being who I am and what I am at this time doesn't mean that I don't desire to be in a relationship. Yeah. But I am not going to not embrace who I am today. Yeah. And who I am today is a single woman who desires a relationship. And just like uh, Brandy said, I wasn't necessarily doing in my 20s yeah. the things that I should have been doing to be a marriage minded individual. I was actually, I had an engagement um, in my 20s. And I say it all the time, if I had married at that time, I probably would have been married, experienced marriage and divorce by now. Mm. I'm a very, very different person. And it's not that I was necessarily doing the wrong things. I was doing the best that I could do with the information that Mm. I had. Yes. And as I've gotten older and I've gone into different crowds and I had better examples of what marriage should be, I have become a different woman. As I've gone on my own journey, just in a true pursuit of happiness, like you you mentioned, um, we are happily single. I wouldn't say that I'm happily single. I would say that I'm happy and single, Mm. if that makes sense, right? Like, I Mm. desire to be in a relationship. I can thrive as a single woman, but I'm not happy by the fact that I'm not, that I'm single. I am a happy person who's also single. Right. Yeah. And for me, there was a long journey of really identifying what happiness looked like for me. Mm. And along that journey, I became a better person. And now I feel more equipped for marriage. And we talked a little bit about our offline. I just didn't have as a single mom. And at that time that I became a single mom, like I went through traumatic financial loss dating for me Mm. with a little girl just could not be a priority. So for years, I tried to shield my daughter from, you know, seeing her mom out there in those streets because I wanted to be my mm-hmm. daughter's first example of what a woman was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I just couldn't have her. And dating requires that you date a few people until yeah. you find yeah. what you want, yeah. maybe yeah. even a lot. And I couldn't have my daughter seeing her mom in that light. And my focus became like, be a woman. If if you really mean that you want to be your daughter's example of what a woman is supposed to be right now, you are literally, literally taking gallons of water to pour into the back of a toilet just to flush it. This was during the recession of like mm. 2008 to 2010. That's not an example of who your daughter wants to be or should be. Get your sh- stuff together yeah. and become that woman. And around your time, around the same age as you, 35-ish is when I started to say, okay, we can start... We can start now, like really, really, really taking taking dating seriously. So I want I want to notice because I think both of you said something interesting that in the in your twenties you didn't do what you probably should have done, right? Especially knowing what you know now. Yeah. What what does that look like, by the way? Because I want I want to see if other ladies can see themselves in that. <laughs> because what does it look like not doing what you're supposed to be doing in your twenties, like? What's the like? What did that look like for you now? Well, I think everybody's journey is so different, but 
on my, you know, in my 20s, I was dating people because he looked good, he was fine, he was the fine one at the gym. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, he was just fine. Valid. He had no real ambitions, you mm-hmm. know, he was okay. not on the same path as me, but we had good chemistry, yeah. you know. It was a vibe, you know. <laughs> and I think that I put so much onus on that, you know in my 20s or you know even what a person has or you're dating because they're a certain they have a certain status you know you're dating for the things and not how the person treats you or you're not dating for the character Mm -hmm. of the individual their level of integrity (laughs) you know how well they're respected how they respect themselves you have a different set of values and Mm. I think that that was when I look back at my 20s my value system was just different. So, of course, as you age and you start to mature and you become more seasoned, as we're saying, you know, as you're more seasoned, you start to understand, wait a minute, these are the things that are really important to me. Yeah. These are the type of people I want to be. This is the type of person I want to make a human with. Like, yeah. those are the things that you're looking at and you're not, you know, like, oh, girl, he look at that Bentley truck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, like, you're not You doing, know he played for the Falcons. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you, your mindset changes, but that comes with maturity. I think it comes with, with life getting a life on your behind. Yeah. You mm. know, I think it, it really comes when you start to understand that time is really fleeting. Yeah. And we kind of think that we have more time than we really do. Mm-hmm. And so if I look back at my 20s, I really thought I had way more time. 40 seemed very far off. Very far. It was like, oh, yeah. my God. It does you know, seem far. I remember sitting in the office. I used to run um, the Stephen Marjorie Harvey Foundation. I would sit in the office, and um, we had, like, the Steve Harvey Radio Network, and we got all these other entities that are run out of here. And I'm looking at women. I'm 26, 27 years old, 28. And I'm looking at women who are 38 and 40 and single and no kids. I'm like, oh, man. Boy. She is really having a go at it. <laughs> you wow. know, wow. I was wow. really thinking like, oh, my God, like she is. Oh, and she ain't got it. And now I'm looking and I'm like, oh, I'm the I'm that lady I'm that the- I was thinking about. But you know what? But totally different vibe now. I don't. I don't even think I really wanted to be married. In my I 20s. heard you say that in yeah. one of your interviews. I heard you say I that. I didn't have a desire to be married for real. I, in my 20s, I was learning myself. I was trying to gain some independence outside of my parents. Mm-hmm. I wanted my own place and, you know, my own money. So that was the focus. And I was at the club. Like, I was partying and mm. I was hanging out with my friends. And I think that, I think it's important for women to experience that phase. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it's important for men and women to experience the phase of self-discovery. Yeah. And I spent my 20s doing that. It just so happened that I discovered my daughter's father. <laughs> <laughs> In the process. It happened. Let your kids get their own crib too soon and it's a wrap, right? Yeah. I discovered my daughter's father in the process amazing guy um we got engaged to be married but i believe that so when you say you weren't doing the right things um and and you named all these things the other thing that we were really committing to in our 20s was love the end (laughs) if i love you we can spend the rest of our (laughs) lives together Mm. right and and that's kind of what that situation was when i was engaged to be married like i love you so much yes i'll marry you but 
did our goals for how we, you know, did, did, did the picture of how we saw our future 20 years from that moment align? Mm. They didn't, you know, at all. Yeah. Um, did our core values at that time align? No, yeah. we loved each other very much. We got along very much, but I didn't do my proper due diligence. And as you know it now, or as I know it now, love is just not enough to say, I'm going to marry you, which is why, or I, or we'll have a successful marriage, which is why you can have had many relationships that resulted in love that did not result in marriage. So what do you, mm. what do you think is the foundation for a, a healthy long-term relationship? Yeah. So it's, it's love is obviously one of those things, okay. but I believe that you should be aligned in your core values. Mm. Like we got, we, we should want something very similar out of life. And I believe that the two people who are best suited for each other are two people who easily serve each other, right? Like you don't mind loving me in my love language or you're eager, not even that you don't mind, but you're eager to love me in my love language and I'm eager to love you in your love language. Um, you know, obviously I believe that God needs to be the center of everything. And I think that that's a huge missing element. Mm. Um, but even outside of that, like how do we wish to raise our children what do we want to do for a living? If I start a business, is that going to be a problem for you? If my business requires me to travel, is that a problem? Do you want a housewife? Do you want to be a house husband? Like, we need oh, to have God. these conversations. <laughs> there, are, there, there are those, right? Bless their heart. We, we need to have, to those we need to have these, conver these questions mapped out because if you marry someone and let's say you are... Um, Let's just say right now you're marrying someone and you love each other very much and everything seems perfect. And then five years into the marriage, suddenly you want to scratch that entrepreneurial itch that you never <laughs> confessed to anybody. And then you bring it to your spouse and they're like, oh, no, that's not our lifestyle. My li our lifestyle, we agreed that you would be right here by my side the whole time. Yeah. Well, now we're out of alignment. And I think that we don't have enough conversations early on. While I don't think that I was marriage minded and doing the things that I should have been doing in my 20s, I think that I'm right where I'm supposed to be oh, yeah. in my journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me let me yeah, actually, absolutely. you know, it's so funny you absolutely. say that because it was a matter of fact, it was actually a famous Drake line. He even said that he said, like, married in our 20s. Nah, what's the fun in that? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like our whole culture has kind of embodied yeah. that mindset. I remember even we just interviewed Dr. Jamal Bryan. It's a funny moment where he checked us. Live on the show. Oh, I He's watched like, it. Because like, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> how old are you? Oh, 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 for real. <laughs> I watched it. And, and, and y'all yeah. just look at y'all. Y'all talking about y'all want to do all these things. Y'all just over here kicking it, huh? <laughs> right, right. He said, and he put it on us. He said, right. a few generations ago, it would be expected that right now, y'all boys, Already three kids, yeah. kids yeah. in, right. heading a family, doing this, but y'all want to do X, Y, Z, all these contingencies prior to marriage. I think men and women have taken on that mindset that we, right now, that's not important. Let's find ourselves. Let's get this money. Let's do these other things. What do y'all think about that? Do you think that that's something that we need to change as a culture where how we prioritize or think of ourselves um, as being marriage ready? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that that's something that we should have? We should have that period or age of getting ourselves ready, if you will, <laughs> for it. What's your thoughts on that? Well, the first thing you say when you say ready, it takes me back to the interview that y'all did with Jamal Bryant talking about, you know, the first his first attempt at monogamy was when he got married. Right. right? right, right. So we got to begin to practice how we want to play. Mm. And so when you think about, oh, you know, do we need all this time apart? And I feel like we really are in this connection like this 
this connection crisis, mm. you know, because we have like made these little silos for ourselves. We it, we're so good at being alone. COVID told us that it was okay to isolate yourself and be yes. at home. So it becomes harder and harder as the generation goes on yeah. for people to really find deep connections with each other. And that's the basis of a relationship. You gotta really like a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we get with people and we say, you know, oh, she cool. But do you like her? Like, you know, I've been in partnership with somebody my entire life, my sister. I came into the world with someone, right? And it's been the biggest lessons of partnership, okay? Yeah. And we had such, um, we had we used to have so many fights, right? By the time we were 30, we stopped fighting with each other. It took mm. us 30 years of being sisters, living together, being roommates, all the things. But the thing that always kept us together is that we genuinely liked each other. Mm-hmm. And people tell us that all the time, like, man, I wish I had a sister like you. Man, I wish I had a best friend bond like you. But it's really more than that is we really like each other. So when we think about relationships, I got to really like you. Even when you look real ugly to me, yes. mm-hmm. even when you your breath stank, you done got on my nerves. I don't even like the way you chewing. I don't like the way you looking at me right now, all the mm-hmm. things. But in five minutes, you might come back. I might laugh a little bit and we back at it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? because I really like you. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when we talk about having all this time apart, well, when are we going to learn how to be together with one another? Yes. When are we going to learn how to create bonds? When are we going to learn? Because if we spend so much time and now for 30 years and 40 years, we're just by ourselves, it becomes more and more difficult for us to then say, let me join my life with somebody Mm -hmm. because I've gotten accustomed to being over here and doing things by ourselves. Now, not to say that that didn't come with some teachings along the way, right? Because I don't know about you, but I grew up with, you know, my father was not in the home. And so you learn through abandonment, right? That I have to be prepared to do things on my own. Yes. Mm. I've got to be prepared because somebody might not show up for me. I got to be prepared because no one's coming to save me. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that in your mind side all the time, it becomes more and more difficult for you to say, you know what? I want to build with somebody. I want to reach out. I want to help somebody. I want to nurture somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to incubate a dream. I want to expand a vision. What you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Like that becomes more and more difficult yeah. if we don't have that and take the time to create that. So it, once you get to that situation or that place where you are recognizing that you might have some issues that you need to deal with to be able to facilitate or be open yeah. to that kind of relationship, what are some practical things that you should be doing to make improvement? You want to do this? So, <laughs> some of y'all know y'all need to go to therapy. You okay. need to go to therapy. Some okay. of y'all know y'all, it's been non-nagging. It's been that little whisper in the back of your mind. Some of y'all have got to go handle the thing that needs to be handled. Yeah. You got to go address the things that need to be addressed because you're not going to be good for yourself and you are not in one iota of a percent going to be good for somebody else. And sometimes that requires that you withdraw from some people in some circles, right? Sometimes your associations and the circles that you're in will keep you behaving a certain way. They will Mm -hmm. champion bad behavior. And sometimes you have to like, I don't believe in cutting off people who don't think like me. Like people will say, if everybody's not on the same track, then cut them off. I don't buy into that philosophy because I do have some day ones Mm. um, that are very significant to my life but like my homeboy uh dewan always says i also believe heavily in day twos 
And my day twos <laughs> came yeah. around and really helped me grow. Right? I like that. My day twos came around like, you know, day ones, they're home, they're history, they're forever, they're inked yeah. in, they're grandfathered in. Yeah. But those day twos really challenged me and pushed me. And so to answer your question, outside of therapy, like being brave enough to seek people and have conversations with people that say, hey, how do you navigate that issue? Like we're so scared to ask questions because it, the question doesn't make us look perfect that we'd rather say stuck in these less than stellar, you know, behavior patterns than to ask questions and outgrow these behavior patterns. Like for me, um, you know, what, what became, I started to look at the people that I was taking advice from mm. in careers and in relationship mm -hmm. and saying, why? I don't, I wouldn't trade places with you. Why would I take advice from you in this way? And so I started to think differently very, very early. And then I started to identify people that I would trade places with. And I began to ask them questions. What I do know is that everybody still has some stuff with them, <laughs> no matter how perfect their situation yeah. looks. And I want to know, what did you do that's helpful? And what did you do that's hurtful? Like, I want to be prepared for both. Like you, Brandy, I did not grow up with my biological father in the home. So I also dealt with, like, some abandonment issues. Yeah. So for me, like... Um, it's like you you have these ideas in your head of building with someone, but there's always those what ifs. Like my parents were married and then they ultimately got divorced. And when they got divorced, like, you know, my father didn't not only wasn't in the home, I, I didn't know him until I, you know, was 20 something years old until I had my first child. So um, to outgrow these patterns, it's a culmination of therapy you identifying, like you being open to critique, like somebody really, I remember the person who told me like, you really got to grow up. You really have to grow up. Like mm. what that behavior is damaging. Mm. Right. And I was open to receive that information. And I asked them, can you explain? And when they explained to me and I was listening to somebody whose advice I actually respected, that's important then I was willing to now go and read the books and yeah. watch the videos mm -hmm. and study the behavior patterns of women that I actually would trade places with in that way and study the behavior patterns of the men who, who was attracted to them or who they attracted and studying the behavior patterns of men that I was attracted to. And honestly, therapy, conversations, everything, like at some point you just have to decide to become the best version of yourself. That, that's it. That's, that's it. That's you just it. have to decide that, you know what, I'm tired of being this way in a relationship or out of a relationship yeah. with money or without money. You just have to decide, like, I deserve to be a better person. And when you become when you start being really intentional about being a better person, then the world of opportunities just open up for you and you begin to attract the type of partner that you would want to have. Now, being ready for that partner is a whole other question. Right, right. I want to. I want to. Before you go into yeah. it, y'all, it's already close to five hundred people <laughs> in this room right now. Thirty which minutes is, in, which is like insane right now. So, I want everybody that's joining in, please go ahead and do us a favor and just like it because what you're about to see is going to be powerful. It's going to be straight therapy in here tonight. Facts. But y'all, they say y'all need to be up in therapy. Well, if y'all yeah. join this joint, you're in therapy right here tonight. So, all we asking for is a quick like. And if for some crazy reason you have not subscribed to this platform, with some crazy reason, just go ahead and do that. That's, it's just so hard for some strange reason to get people to subscribe, get them to, subscribe. to your channel. But please just do us that favor really quickly and like it before we go into it. But Ryan, I want you to actually go into well, let, let the your Facebook next audience go real quick. 
Oh, the Facebook audience. Yes, it is time to part ways. Bye, y'all. Come on over to YouTube <laughs> and join us for the rest of this conversation because it is about to get really fun. And this is not anywhere near done yet. We're actually going to take some call-ins a little bit later. Facts. So it's going to get very fun here. We got the headphones just to hear your voices. And we got those headphones. Right. So they sent us, you know, we was missing a pair of headphones. They sent the Super Chats in. We got yes. the headphones. It's official. We got enough headphones for everybody on the set. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to another Donnie who sent over a Super Chat. Hey. So you got somebody representing the first name, Donnie. Shout out to VJ. She says, hello, family. I can hang. I can hang you all. Wait, I can hang you all. Family member. For two months, as of yesterday, don't forget to like and subscribe. Join the family, please, and thanks. Shout out to VJ. Shout She's out to lit. VJ. Shout out to uh, Talia Owens and Janeth Masias for joining as members as well. So that's dope. But then yes. another special shout out for Donnie. Shout out to KN. She says, hey, Donnie, looking like a snack. <laughs> Or exclamation points. <laughs> so happy to see you on here. Shout out to Kahan with the compliments. Shout out. That's our moderator right there. Before so, y'all move to that yeah. next question real quick, I think I have to close that last point with once you as a woman or a man start your journey of therapy and discovery, like you'll know you're in your journey of discovery when you have questions. Mm. Why am I this way? How did I get this way? Is this way really acceptable? Am I demonstrating some unacceptable behaviors? Once you start going on that self-discovery journey, you will learn very quickly that your tolerance level for accepting that old behavior in other people goes away. It diminishes down to zero. So then what happens when you allow women to get to their 40s who are very intentional about growing and self-discovery now you're dealing with women who can quickly identify like, mm -mm, you are a reflection of who I used to be and I'm not going to tolerate that behavior. The pool gets a little smaller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First of all, that's a no, no, no. That's really good game. I love when people give people signs and ways to understand what they're communicating, especially what phase you're in, because we hear a lot of times like you need to be in self-discovery. You need to go within. You need to mm -hmm. do all those. And, and a lot of times that can become metaphysical yeah. and not become something practical. So I like that you actually gave tips to understand and even know to evaluate that. Mm -hmm. When you start asking yourself questions, when you start to really evaluate yourself, to critique yourself seriously and deeply in an honest way, when you move from becoming that victim because we can do that as well, Absolutely. even as guys. Like you can, Absolutely. you can find every other reason something is happening besides it being you mm -hmm. and you being honest with yourself. And it could be everybody else's fault. It could be the economy's fault. It could be the government's fault. It could be your daddy's fault. It could be your ex's fault. It could be your mama's fault. Your teacher's fault, except yours. And I think when you do go into that place, that's very important. When you really start to go within you are able to then find those answers. Mm -hmm. yeah. And really, that's where the work truly begins, which I think that's why you also tell them to go to therapy because yeah. that thought process, they kind of help that train of yeah, thought absolutely. of that self-discovery, jelly-beaning your mind <laughs> to really go backwards yeah. Yeah. in that way. Well, and therapy is so important because most of us only have our friends and immediate family to rely on, absolutely. right? Yeah. And so I want you, like those of you who are watching this, ask yourself right now, some of you guys are extremely, incredibly lucky if you have people who are qualified to give you advice in many areas of your life, that's a blessing. That's that's really a blessing. But for the majority of us, um, or for many of us, I don't I don't like to speak in absolutes. But for many of us, we didn't necessarily grow up with the pleasure of having 
solid advice. I know that because I used to be the girl giving terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> I gave all the wrong advice. Girl, we pulling up. Leave him. He this that. Like you I was used her. To, I was. Wow, I was. Yeah. Yes. Not Donnie. Absolutely. <laughs> I was. I was no benefit of the doubt. Yes, he did it. And what are we gonna do? You know about it. And you didn't want advice from twenty something year old Donnie, right? Wow. And one of the benefits um, of of this journey is the time that we got to get to spend with ourselves and being able to. I think that there's great benefit in being in this journey alone for a little bit. So that you can discover yourself and hopefully you attract someone who's also been on that journey, right? Instead of getting in a situation and then discovering so much turmoil that you kind of have to go on this journey together. But now you're battling individual issues plus together issues. I don't know that one is any better than the other, but I'm, I'm grateful for my relationship as a result of that. But therapy really is important because you're talking to somebody who's been trained to give you feedback about a very <clears throat> particular situation rather than all the people in your lives who will tell you what to do in your relationship when their relationship on the back end is suffering, right? And and I, I want to go off, you know, I love the advice and the feedback of people who have been trained. They've spent years, yeah. they have talked to so many, you know, a, a whole bunch of people who have experienced what I've experienced. But what I also know, because I was in a significant relationship, what I also know is very healthy, um, even as a single person, is to start surrounding yourself with couples. Start getting in the environment of couples who are who appear to be healthy couples, people who are interested in double dating and spending time and building community. Community is important and has been important since the beginning of time, and it's no different than in your relationship, too. And these are just things that I've learned um, along my journey so you know Bay, if you are watching girl <laughs> we, we done done the inner work alright but you know I think it speaks to when Dr. Stacey Johnson was on you guys show she yes. I interviewed her as well mm -hmm. right nice. and she so, talks about become the love you want mm -hmm. yeah. right becoming the love you want and so I think so many women have all these this list of things that they want and desire from men but are you that woman? You know, you have to be, I want them fit, I want them tall, but you don't go to the gym. You know, I want them kind, I want them pleasant. You have a nasty attitude, no one likes you. It's, <laughs> you're very rude to people, like all the things. And so we talk about all the things that we want in our lives, but we have to become that because you are not going to even attract. I am not even attracting in my singleness men who are liars and cheaters and don't have good yes. integrity and who are broke and who are all these different things. Oh, he can't keep a job. How am I even attracting that? <laughs> right. Because it's almost like I have a repellent on me anyway. Yes. So you don't, you even, you know that that is not even the direction I am going in. And I think so when people are met with all these challenges and obstacles along the way, they really, when you're asking the questions, after you ask the questions, you've got to do the work. Yes. You can ask all all the questions you can mm -hmm. have all the faith that he is gonna come but are you ready are have you done the work are you even in a position to receive that mm -hmm. man that's such a good point yeah. man, me, me and Ryan was talking about this too because I think one, a, a common thing we hear 
Because a lot of our, our listeners, they have a spiritual undertone and backing. Absolutely. Like, like they have that at yeah, their core, yeah. which I think is really important. At minimum, strong interest. In being exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. At minimum, strong right, right. interest. And they all want this man of God. Matter of fact, ladies, oh, if you want a man of God, put man of God in the chat. Oh, <laughs> you want, if, um, you, if I'm describing yeah. you, put the man of God in a chat right now. Dro- go ahead and, and drop that man of God. I want you to hurry up and put it in before I get to this next statement, because you're probably not going to want to put it in after I say this next statement then when you think about it me and ryan was talking about you know our experiences meeting young ladies a lot of women that we we hear say this and that even want that i don't know the last time they've read a verse watched a sermon <laughs> went to, been church. to a church yeah i mean know somebody that go to church right. <laughs> like, listen, right. you know like i discovered real early that i was not fit to be a preacher's wife oh i dated a pastor and had to bow out gracefully i, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was what i wanted sir but like really is that I really what you want the whole church right. 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 I, mean, I, I i definitely have have dated a pastor before mm-hmm. and you do have to have a certain mindset to go into that type of dating yeah but I think with what, whoever you are choosing, you know, you are really just holding up a mirror. You're really just yes. holding up a mirror to another person and saying, this is me and this is you. Mm. And we have to be willing to accept that we are not showing up as perfect packages and neither is he. And I think we have gotten this fairy tale, romanticized idea of what love is. And we have no accountability. We cannot be corrected. Mm-hmm. And love requires correction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God loves us so much that even if you don't want to go there, God loves us be- and he loves us and corrects us. Mm-hmm. And we expect someone to love us and not give us any correction. Yes. So there is a huge pressure on women to, you know, get into these long-term situations or long-term relationships. <laughs> and I think the pressure manifests itself in so many different ways, Right. And what I have identified just through speaking to our audience, and I give myself a license for relationships, so I just go around asking women all kind of questions. Yeah, we, 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 we always podcasting. Yeah, we always a license, a license to a ask license. women whatever I want to ask. Them, <laughs> right. Whatever I want to ask. Amen. Them. You're right. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm doing research, right? Facts. And I found that loneliness, anxiety, and rejection seem to be three of the top things that manifest when women are getting this pressure they feeling this pressure Mm -hmm. and um i'll give you an example okay so i was dealing with a young lady and um we have a conversation i've only known her for a week we have a conversation and um you know i had my uh quran Uh, i pulled it out because i you know was at a shop and I, i pulled it out i was getting stuff out of my bag and she was like, you know, what are you doing with this? And I'm explaining to her, you know, I'm doing a spiritual journey. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Quran. I'm trying to figure this out. Well, you know, I might actually, you know, end up converting if I dig in, you know, even deeper. And, you know, the date went well. Everything went, went, went smooth. Okay. We were having a great time. Uh-huh. We have had a couple days, right? So the next day she, call, she texted me. She's like, we need to talk. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. So we're having a conversation. And she's like, Ryan, I can't do this no more. And I'm like, do what? She's like, well, this is good, this is good, this is good, but I can't see myself dating a Muslim man. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, and she started to give me all of these things that would happen in the future if she was to be with him. I'm like, I've only known you for a week. Mm, right? A week? Like, it's like a, a week or two. Oh, wow. Right? And I'm like... Where is this coming from? Right. And it was anxiety. It was 
even though it's like self-sabotaging behavior mm. even though this guy has these great things going on oh. i'm gonna find something far distant problem in the future that does not even exist as a reason that i should communicate that's not working anymore now of course i could talk her off the ledge and be like hey look you tripping mm-hmm. we gonna go on another day we're gonna have a good time but in my mind i'm like this is going to come up consistently. It's going to be one of those situations where every week, every time something new comes up, every time I share something that's intimate, right? It could be this evaluation process for something that's all the way down in the future. So as a a single woman with this societal (laughs) pressure, how do you battle anxiety? And is there things that you could make note of where you know this is manifesting in a potential relationship? Can I just speak to that point of the the religion piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one, I want to say, one of my best friends, uh, we've been best friends my entire life. She is married, Christian girl, grew, we grew up in the same church. Her husband is Muslim. And they have been married for over 10 years, have beautiful family. So let me say that, right? The second part is I have a mentor, and she's a pastor. Um, she's a pastor, and she pastors up in New Jersey. And we had a conversation recently when I was up there, up in Philadelphia. Um, and she, I was like, you know, I met somebody, but we kind of started talking about spiritual beliefs and this and that. And he said that wouldn't work for him and, you know, my belief. And one of the things she said, she was a court reporter. And she said, I didn't sit in a mini courtroom and I done read a mini document of people who believed the same, had the same religion, <laughs> and guess what? They didn't like each other. Right. Mm. She said they ultimately were in the divorce court because they didn't like each other. It was not that that was going to keep them together. Mm. And so we have all these, we make all these assumptions of who a person is. And just like how you said, you changed. You changed. You've changed so much. And I think when we talk about love and relationships, do you have the capacity to grow with someone? Yeah. For them to evolve, for their evolution, because yeah. that's what it is when you talk about love and building a partnership. Mm-hmm. That means I have enough capacity in my life for the growth and expansion of my love. But because I love you, I have enough for yours to grow and expand as well. Yes. And I got to be willing to communicate that, hear your needs, address them, but also you do the same for me. Mm-hmm. But that requires you to have a strong foundation of who you are. So that anxiety doesn't even play into the fall because you know exactly the type of woman that you are. You know the exactly the type of work that you've done, but the type of foundation that you stand on. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, you're not that anxiety. I'm anxious for what? Mm-hmm. what I'll tell you two weeks, two weeks, I don't even know your middle name good, yeah, okay? Exactly. And you ask exactly. me, I might not know it two years. Good. Right. Middle name, remind me again. <laughs> like, you know, we have all these expectations and all these demands and all these rules and regulations, and we cut love out of our lives in so many ways. Because even when it's not just a relationship with another partner, a man or a woman, you cut love out of your life in all the other ways, too. And people have to be mindful of that. That is so true. That is so true. And I, I think that's one of the ways I think what Ryan was describing is like different ways that you can potentially just kind of sabotage. Self-sabotage. You yeah. Know, yeah. A relationship that you're in for a, a few different reasons. And we've had a lot of therapists on. Shout out to the therapists, man. They be making me <laughs> learn different aspects. I didn't even realize the, the mind was as scientific y'all as have it grown. was. <laughs> we have. I, y'all have grown. I was running from this show. 
Yes, so Donnie saw, you know, she she saw the inception of Harley Initiated, <laughs> you know, when it was kind of barbershoppy <laughs> as a platform, and it truly has transformed, as we have transformed. Yeah. And big shout out to the guests that we've brought on, has had a lot to do with it. And a lot of the therapists that we've brought on have, we haven't went as deep as we could have in self-sabotage, mm-hmm. but I, now I have a better understanding of what that is because it's so interesting how our minds work. We, we can't have more than we think of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. That is true. So like if, if our temperature is set to 68 degrees <laughs> and if somebody come in on fire at 80, <laughs> we not going to know. We're going we gonna to try to bring everything right. But that's too much for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to bring everything yeah. right back down yeah. to our temperature yeah. that we believe that we're at in mm-hmm. our minds. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because it's different things that can, it's different versions of what that looks like. And one version, because I was actually like looking at this here, and I think a lot of women do struggle with this too, and I think this is really something good that you you guys can speak on, because one thing I don't think any of you ladies struggle with at all at this point of your lives is confidence. Mm -hmm. I think y'all kind of exude this energy of radiance, of confidence, y'all walk in rooms, y'all own it, and that's sexy as well to men. Men can look at a damsel in distress and not the, you know, seductress damsel in distress, but the damsel in distress has just been beat down so bad. Uh. It's just like you just know that you might get a very quick trauma dump in a conversation. Oh, yeah. Where she's going to just kind of hit. And these are things that ladies might be really like, especially telling us that they're dealing with. How how would you say a woman that's probably dealing with issues with her confidence? Mm -hmm. Right. And really even having that confidence to potentially date mm-hmm. with confidence. Mm-hmm. Where does she start to get that back? Like to get that old thing back, to get that radiance back <laughs> as a woman. How does she, how does she do that? I think you go again, it's it's all about the journey of self-discovery. Like I think the first thing that you have to do is identify what makes you feel unconfident. And when you understand what makes you feel unconfident, you can start to remove some of those things from your immediate space. So you may have friends around you who tell you, oh, you got to get this together. You got to get your weight together. You got to clear your skin. You got to do this. You got to do all these things. Um, when you're feeling unconfident, it's number one, important to identify specifically what makes you feel that way. Two, if there is a person attached to it or a group of people attached to it, you have to put some distance between those individuals and yourself. And then three, you have to really be intentional. Like I'm a journal. I'm, I, I write mm-hmm. in my journal all mm-hmm. the time. And so for someone like that, if if I were actually coaching you, I would ask you to actually write down what's happening in your life or around you when you feel your best self, right? Mm. And when you're feeling your best self, uh, being clear on those things, be intentional about putting yourself in the environment of when you feel your best self. And the more and more you do that, the more and more you're in the practice of happiness, the more and more you're in the practice of confidence, you will actually start to attract the men that yeah. you want and it'll make it easier for you to date in that space. Um, that's that's just the surface level starting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, th- I think that's good though. Yeah. I think that's a good starting point. I think the affirmations help. I'm one of those like post-it on the mirror girls. Me too in the bathroom. I'm a post-it on the mirror girl. Like, so you got I, affirmations all over your mirror in the bathroom? I do. They're not in my bathroom. They're actually in my bedroom. I have a huge uh, mirror in my bedroom, and I line them across the top because I know I'm going to stand in that mirror mm-hmm. at some point in the morning. Um, 
But I, I, I believe in that. I mean, because I have to repeat them even when I'm on the way to things. Mm-hmm. I have to repeat them on the way over here just so I have an open heart and an open mind and a clear, you know, able to receive, but also in the space to give. And I think the affirmations, like, really help me because in some ways I have to say, I, you know, I live in the overflow of love and abundance. Mm-hmm. I live in the overflow of love and abundance. Because you know what I'm going to say that all day long. I live in the flow of overflow, you know, live in the overflow of love and abundance. Mm. I'm a captivating woman. Mm-hmm. I'm a captivating woman who deserves love. Yeah. I am a protected and adored wife. These are things that I'm saying to myself every day. Wow. So I'm not, so the energy that I'm giving out is that I'm in a space to receive that same love because I'm yeah. already in the overflow. Mm. And so when you understand how much much you speaking over your own life is so important so important you will then go out into the world and get everything you desire because you know what i've already i've been i've been speaking over this all day are we the same person we are (laughs) are we the same person (laughs) listen Listen, the affirmations mine are in my bathroom yeah on on a wall in my bathroom and in between my mirrors because as i am brushing my teeth i am looking at these affirmations yes. when i'm washing my face i'm saying them out loud when i'm putting on my fragrance i'm saying them out loud but i also go a step further i say my affirmations four times a day every single day oh yeah and it's because the more and more you say it like affirmations feel like a silly thing to do mm-hmm. like yeah. simple as i am confident i am happy i am strong i am ready for my husband and my husband is ready for me like little things like that i say i've been saying for years since my daughter was 13 years old i am creating income and career opportunities for my daughter and i did it right i will be able to pay for my daughter to go to college cash i did it you can't tell me affirmations don't work but as you are going through your affirmations when you're just waking up sometimes you don't you don't have the energy that's why i'm also very intentional about owning the first two hours of my day every single day you cannot penetrate the first two hours of my day period I say my affirmations at least four times because the first time just feels like the obligation. Yeah. The second time I get a little bit more energy. The third time I'm looking at myself like, you are that girl. You, you are this. rapping. You are what? I'm doing all of this. And by the fourth time, I got it down to a science. We dancing with it. We leaning yeah. with it and rocking with it. Like uh. I'm looking in my mirror putting on, girl, ain't nobody going to be able to tell you nothing. You are that chick. And everybody knows that you know. Like I'm telling myself exactly what I need. But... I also record myself regularly speaking my affirmations. So when I get in the car, I'm not listening to music. I'm either listening to some personal development audio or I am listening to my my affirmations play back to me because we absorb through frequency, through third-party frequency, just like you absorb music. You listen to music on the radio, you pick up that energy, you pick up that frequency. If you're listening to some chill jazz, you're going to be in a very, you can't do all of this, you know, to jazz. If you're listening to hip-hop, it's really difficult to be mellow. So I speak to myself the way that I deserve to be spoken to yeah. because if nobody else speaks to me that way today, I started my day Absolutely. speaking to myself. And on my voice recorder, simply on my phone, I literally record myself and then I get in the car and I say it over and over and over again four times. So as I'm in the car, I'm driving and I'm like, yep, I believe in my ability to figure it out, which, by the way, is my favorite affirmation. Um, And I'm speaking everything. And by the time I reach my destination, these are on repeat. And it really freaking you cannot talk to yourself. I call it talking sexy to yourself. You cannot speak to yourself in a very sexy way and lack confidence. So what about um? Because you know, I get that if you in a place where you comfortable and uh, you said like stay stay away from or stay in places that I guess help you maintain that confidence. Mm -hmm. And then you got these preventative measures that you do like the affirmations. But what about at the point where it's potential that you will face rejection? 
at the point where you see a guy that you might be interested in or you're in an unfamiliar place or you're around unfamiliar people, but you still want to present yourself as, you know, attractive to be able to attract a potential partner. Mm -hmm. How do you get comfortable with facing rejection? I mean, I don't approach men. Okay. Um, (laughs) I typically don't. So I don't directly approach men, but I will make myself approachable. What does that look like? You can still feel rejected, And let me be clear. As confident as I am, I have experienced rejection. I don't think any of us are void or immune of the experience of, ex- of of being rejected. You get no email. Yeah. I just got one. I don't even want to say the brand again. No. I mean, but even as it relates to dating, like yeah. I could be looking at you across the bar and me making myself available is, you know, just sipping my water and I might just be, you know, sipping my... This is what the sounds look like, fellas. This is right. what it looks like right, right here. Right. All right? But it even might, that takes a level of confidence that, right? to, to it might put yourself out there. That takes confidence. when you look at that me, does. I that might does. bashfully, you know, look away. Like, you know, look, but not looking close. So you look close off if you're sitting at that same bar, the guy's looking at you, and you're, like, on the phone oh my the whole goodness. time. Like, that's unavailable. Being available is just making yourself approachable. Now, rejection in that sense is if I do have the confidence to, like, smile at you. Right. And you never come over and speak to me. You never say anything. That's a form of rejection, right? You just keep it moving. And I understand that rejection is not as easy um, for everybody to bounce back as it might be for me. But I have experienced reject. I started off, I was born into rejection. My father, after two years old, was out of there. The very first man that I'm supposed to revere in a, in, as a king abandoned me. My life started in rejection. I had to learn over the years how to cope with it, how to manage it and not feel less than because somebody decided that I wasn't a good fit for their lives. And again, it goes back to the journey that you're on and the things that you've had to deal with, right? And understanding that we're all rejected. You've probably experienced rejection today, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you just don't know it. It's, 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 I don't know the work that you do, honestly, to get through rejection. I just know that you have to get through rejection and you yeah. can't live a life without it. And I'll, and I'll say this too, that that's what confident, confidence doesn't mean that you won't experience rejection and you'll get whatever you want. Confidence is when you do experience rejection, you don't internalize it, you brush it right off and you keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And, I, and I, I like that too, because it's interesting. I never thought of it like that, but your confidence also has a lot to do with you being approached. Oh my goodness. And you yes. be having this approachable yes. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I... When one thing, for example, I won't approach a woman if she is not going to give me most women that most guys feel comfortable approaching are comfortable giving that man a level of eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. Eye contact is usually permission and an invitation in many ways to a man Mm -hmm. that she's interested. Yeah. If she gave that fellas, you know what I'm talking about? She gave that double take like that. Pow, pow, (laughs) pow, pow. She looked twice. She like what she see. I don't do it's a, quick. I don't do a look twice. What, like, what is it for you? Ryan, though? you're looking at me, right? From across the bar. I'll just do like a scan of the room very quickly and I'll Oh, that's it. That's, Fellas, good. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's even better. That's a signal. That's even the, the smirk. That's all you need. But see, still you gotta be open to looking brothers in the eyes. I have actually been bold enough to send a man a drink before. Oh wow. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's hollering at a man. Yeah. That's I, I actually remember that. Now I was tipsy. Um, when I did it, so I had liquid courage at yeah, that point. Yeah. Okay. But I have actually sent a guy a drink before, and um, we we ended up not dating. We ended up doing business, <laughs> but it 
resulted in the relationship that should have happened. But yeah, we just got to be like sometimes, honestly, like let me let my hair down just a little bit because sometimes, ladies, you just got to let it loose and man up or woman up and just try stuff. You just got to try stuff. And if you're rejected, chances are that person will never, ever see you again. Right. Who cares? Or have a wing woman with you, right? Like, it's not ideal if you're if you're intentional about dating and attracting men. It's not ideal to go out in a large group of women. Yeah, because your guys guys are intimidated about walking Facts. into a large group yeah. of women. Facts. But you and your girlfriend and y'all are out and you're looking happy. Like you're appro- looking happy makes you approachable. Yeah, I, I mean that's yes. that's Having really a good time. it. That's Having a really good time. It. it's looking happy. Yeah. There were so many times when I was younger that I was just in this mode and had this like little attitude, this little bravado. But when you share that and you become happy with yourself, you literally are walking around, you got this bubbly personality, so you're in the gym, you can meet people because people are like, oh shoot, what's up, how you doing? This is a great opportunity to meet people. I'm telling you, the gym, not every gym, pick you a good gym, like a Mm -hmm. high paying profile gym. You know, like one of those. First of all, get a trainer. Yes, (laughs) I don't, we don't don't do gyms, we do athletic clubs. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm in a personal training studio. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That's even more. Yeah, She's training. She's training. Right? training. Yeah, I'm right. training, training. I see. So. I see what Brandy be on. Yeah, Brandy yeah. back bigger than mine. I'm telling you. Stop it. You will not. You will not. Oh, Brandy is in shape. But you know but what? I am in shape. Brandy. Yes, I am. That's, That's good. a really That's good, good point because, yeah. ladies, you're like, look, I want them to make six figures, seven figures, and you're at the gym that the membership is $14.99 for. And I'm Ooh. like, so Planet Fitness won't work? No. Fitness, I'm not looking. No. Now, could you no. be visiting and no. just add a no. plan of fitness? No. Maybe. That's a gym for people but who don't go to gym. Exactly. Right. That's a gym for people who don't and, and that's go not a gym. That's not the type of the type of guy that I am attracted to is not they in don't the plan go. of fitness. That's they want something more the, exclusive. That's true. The, the type of guy that I'm attracted to, he is working out just as much as me. He has a trainer. He is training. He is very dedicated to how he takes care of his body. So there's a certain place that he's going to be in. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, you know, I have, I'm a wonderful, wonderful guy. I was sitting at the bar at Capitol Grill, and here's a great for for single ladies. Yes. Earlier this summer, I think Capitol Grill did a like $35 wine tasting. I didn't even know what it was, but it was on open table one night. Mm. I said, okay, I'm gonna go to this. Call me next time. I don't ever go to Capitol Grill. It was just not my watering hole, right? But I said, you know what? It's open. They got a reservation. I had just got done taping the show. I said, let me, I'll just go over there. Went over there, sat at the bar, uh, and it was a seat open next to me. A guy ends up coming to sit down. He was this was clearly his watering hole, and I just like, oh, this your watering hole, huh? And smiled. We talked the whole night. I ended up canceling my plans that I had after that to sit there talk to this man. We exchanged numbers. We've been out quite a few times. Really enjoyed him. He's such a good guy. But you have to be open to yeah. that. You know, mm. you got to look the part. I had on a nice black dress. My hair was done, makeup, heels. I did the, you know, I'm I'm looking like if I were out on a date, you could t- take me out on a date right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you could have dinner with me and want to. And so I think you have to position yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also about positioning, you know, of yourself in spaces and places that afford you those opportunities. As I'm listening to you, I am also um it it makes me want to let you know too it's also about knowing how to carry a conversation yeah like you gotta have more to say than 
what you doing, where you at, my name is, this is what I do. Uh, Can you have a diverse conversation that kind of displays your range? Mm, Everybody has a range, yes. right? And the more you're able to communicate in a wide range, the more of your ideal mate you're going to attract. Well, how do you get that wide range? You need to start reading some books. Yeah. You need to start reading some books. You need to start talking to people who are different Traveling. than you. Travel the world. Talk to yeah. some people who are smarter than you, but also different and unique you know, from you as well. And watching documentaries. And I can't... I, approaching strangers that you would never even date. Like, you might be sitting next to somebody on the plane talk to them like start to learn how to have different conversations men and women are attracted to that i am super attracted to someone who can have a great conversation yeah. yes. you can be as fine and as wealthy as you want to be but if you what you doing me to death yeah i'm not interested oh, yeah. if all you can talk about is business i am not interested if all you can talk about is other people i will end the date early like you know so that's really important too just hi or ladies, you come. You seem to come here a lot. What do you recommend on the menu? Oh, that's a good one. It's that a wrap is. after that because, baby, if you look me in my eyes, <laughs> that's a good one. It's over. The seductress, well, and then also you giving a man an opportunity to you know showcase his leadership and yes. you know provide you some level of expertise yeah, in whatever his absolutely. you know the situation. That's is a, hey, that's an alley fellas. That's Don't really be like. <laughs> but on the flip <laughs> side, if a man says that to a woman, he's then giving her an opportunity to display her nurturing side. Mm. Yeah. Let me thoroughly explain this menu to you because the lady's going to give you some options and why. It's not just going to be these lamb chops. Oh, these lamb chops, they're amazing. They put them in this soy glaze on top of these mashed potatoes with some scallions drizzled lightly over. Like, she's showing her level of care and nurturing just by recommending a food. Like, it's really easy to do this. And as I'm talking this out, why are we single? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's so funny because... Why are we single? I have used that line. That is a, that is a good line for the ladies. I do like to. That's a great way, fellas. They putting y'all on. As a matter of fact, hold on, wait, wait, wait. We are hour in right now. Over seven hundred and people in the chat yeah. right now. Right now, we got two hundred and eighty-three people in here. Get it to three hundred, y'all. Get it to three hundred likes, and we're gonna take some call-ins real quick. Okay, go ahead. While I'm telling y'all who need to call in, go ahead and like this joint because let's go ahead. We're gonna have a good time. What I want, right? Ladies and order guys, you can call in, all right? And you can be anonymous if you want, because oh. I know y'all got these situations going down. Just give us a fake which name, is fine. And fake name and city. Right. But give me a fake name and a city, but I want your name, your location, and I want you to ask a question, particularly if you want some game on how to date better, okay? If you want some game on how to date better, because I like this conversation we having right now surrounding the dating. We're going to keep this going even after these call-ins, but Delano, go ahead and put the number up real quick. Let the people see it. Um, and Ryan, yeah. any, any, any other announcements we got for the people? Let them yeah, know shout now out, before shout we go out ahead and get Jude it popping. She just sent over a, a super chat. She says, I can't control what happens, but I can make the best choices for me. I agree Hey, man, Judith. She's been a member for two months. Elite initiative. I shout love out that. to Judith. Let's get that. Let's, Let's put get the that. headsets on. Delano, go ahead and make sure you put the headset volume up. Oh, I love that. Put the volume up, Delano. So turn Hello, make sure I'm you turn it. In. Hold on, wait one second, Judith. Make sure you turn off the podcast in the back. Go ahead, give me your name, location, and your question. Hi, my name is Elise and I live in Chicago. Um, my question is I'm 30. I've had plenty of good relationships. Um, but I am still a virgin and I have a Sorry to put you guys on the spot. This is a rare question. 
but I have a rare sex disorder that prohibits me from having sex. Um, but I'm still attractive and I do attract good men. I just don't go too far with them. What would you suggest is the best way to handle a situation like that? Should I say that I'm celibate? Should I say I'm waiting for marriage? Or should I just be upfront and honest? And also, I just I do want to add that I've gone to therapy for it. It's just something that is takes a while to heal. Wow. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the disorder that you said you have? Yeah, it's, it's a rare sex disorder. Um, it's actually called vaginismus. Um, and it's basically when your muscles tense. Um, when you're trying to, you know, basically have sex. And it makes it uncomfortable for you to have sex? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely believe that that's something that you communicate out of the gate. Yeah. Um, As soon as you decide, hey, you know, three dates in, this could be something we're having conversations about spending more time together. I definitely think that's something that you communicate uh, right out of the gate. I think it's also... um, an opportunity for you to make the journey easier for yourself by joining communities of people who may have a similar situation, right? Mm -hmm. And you may find a partner that has their own situation and you guys are going through that journey together. Um, But before you even start dating, I don't, I don't know how to treat it. So I don't know if this is something that medicine treats or therapy treats, right? Uh, But I do think that you need to get to the bottom of, why you're experiencing it and is there any type of resolve for it and if there is some resolve like getting in getting on that journey to try to treat that particular diagnosis not having sex permanently in a relationship is going to be very very challenging yeah so i want to make sure that we got a a good understanding of this too because i'm actually unfamiliar with this but it pretty much is is vaginismus is the body's automatic reaction to the fear of vaginal penetration. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh. Okay. So yeah, that's that's probably going to like my best advice would be to dive heavily into therapy yeah. and um, something that's a, a constant, um, you know, very very consistent. So this isn't like I, I see my therapist once a month. You might need to see your therapist two or three times a week to figure out if there's something you can do. And then also um, explaining this to your partner and making it clear to them, like, this is an issue that I'm working through. I just need someone here that, A, spends the amount of time or invests the amount of time in me that makes me uh, feel comfortable, makes me feel more relaxed and going through this issue with me. Like, if you're honest and you find someone who maybe is on the journey of celibacy themselves, they may be open to going through that journey with you. And that might be the safety that you need to experience in order to engage comfortably in sex. Totally agree with that. One thousand percent. Look, thank you so much for going up here and giving us a call. Thank What's you. your name again? Was it an I'm sorry, can you repeat that? What was your name again? Oh, I'm using a fake name. Fake okay. name. <laughs> hey, look, right, no fake problem. Listen, <laughs> fake name. Thank you so much. Much love. And uh, we're going to get to the next caller now. That is very interesting. Bad I would have not known how to answer that question. Thank yeah. you for that one here. I was very good. Good job. Yeah. Great job. Great answer. I think it, I, would, I would just date celibate people. Well, you know, I do think it's very important that, you know, honesty is the best policy. So at yeah. some point, once, you know, that person expresses genuine interest, long-term interest, I think yeah. at that You've point. You've got to communicate that. Absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah. I, though, was still waddle in the pool of celibate men because 
uh, men who are actively engaged in sex would just add a layer of pressure. Absolutely. So I would find someone who's committed to a different set of values for whatever their reasons are that we can go ahead and start that journey. So while you're still meeting the criteria of what you need to meet to not be celibate anymore, I'm working on this other issue in the background and it's something that we can work on together. For sure. I think that'd be a good strategy. I I get it. That is good. We we got somebody live on here, Lano. Hey, welcome to Harley Initiated. How are you? What's good? <laughs> not tonight. They froze up on here, Lalo. Not tonight. Listen, y'all better not call up here and be freezing up on the show. Okay. Yeah, listen, seven hundred people in the room. I think we gotta we gotta have a show on that. On What's on, that? on um some of those ailments that may come and prevent is, you from you know from yeah having, because that, is that true. seems like a trauma has occurred somewhere in her life. Yeah to have where it creates a fear because what you just read said there's a fear of vaginal penetration. Mm -hmm. So obviously there was a trauma that occurred, whether it's in the subconscious or in the forefront of her mind, Mm -hmm. that she should probably go, you know, dive deep into. That's psychological too. Absolutely. It's 100%. And I think it's many things um, that people deal with that they're just afraid, you know, whether it's a disease or, Mm -hmm. you know, some kind of like trauma or some fears that people are afraid to divulge before they end up getting into that, you know, long-term situation. And that's why I am an advocate of going into communities Mm -hmm. that have people dealing with similar issues. Right. If you're dealing with some type of incurable situation, like I'm not saying you can only date in those pools, but if you're not dating at all because of it, because you're embarrassed by it, find people who are in a similar situation and y'all rock that thing on out. Yeah. Yes. And listen, you can, guys, again, you can call up to ask us anything. I want anybody that's having some, want to get some game on dating, want to date better, even got some questions with somebody that you may be dating right now. Feel free to call up and we're going to go ahead and take good care of you. We had Dr. Bobby Price on here and we talked about it more so from the men's side because a lot of the ladies have been talking about they was experiencing erectile dysfunction at a high level. Like a lot of women and it's happening younger uh, with men who are... Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Why are you looking? You look like you got some a testimony over there. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually do not. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank good, God. Good. Thank God. Tell me she date dudes that's in the gym. Absolutely. Right. They got, they got, and who really the... do take care of their health. And that's, an, that's a very important part of that. Yes. It, when we talk about food, when we talk about what goes in is what comes out, so many, and I, I hear this from so many young people, like in their 20s and early 30s, who are experiencing that. And that really plays into diet. It plays into exercise. It plays into lack of sleep. Some of y'all are playing video games all night. Y'all drinking Coca-Cola all day, eating lunch meat all day. You know what I'm saying? And all of that is playing into how you're able to perform in the bedroom. And we're going to talk about that. We got somebody live here. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Harley Initiated. Name and what city you from and hit hit us with your question. Hey, Hey, what's going on, people? Uh, Oh, we got the, the fellas. Shout out to first the bros. Ever, first ever brother on a live call, oh, by the way. Oh, that's 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 can you two hear this? That's yes. My name, yeah. the king. <laughs> so go ahead. Hello? Yeah, we ready for you. All right. So this is what's going on. Um, I'm in my early 50s. Nice. And I still get erections. Morning wood. It can happen anytime, any place. That's what my I'm talking about, is, brother. I... um had a relationship with this woman and prior to that relationship not a problem with the performance sometimes you know um pre-ejaculation every now and then but it was never a problem helping my partner reach an orgasm so this previous relationship i had i was told that uh, i wasn't hitting her spots 
So she was kind of trying to be nice about it. Basically, is my endowment. Mm. Mm. So that really damaged me for a minute. Mm. And, um, you know, I confided in my boy about it. We bounced, you know, bounced, um, bounced around the topic and, you know, tried to talk it out and stuff like that. But that really caused a little bit of um, challenge to my self-esteem. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, prior to that person, that woman, that was never told to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a sit-down conversation about it. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, moving past that, and since there's ladies on the panel, how would you talk to your partner about that? Or would you even talk to your partner about that? How would I tell him that He's I was sexually unsatisfied or that there was an issue with his size? Size, yeah. Issue with the size. Ooh, um. Y'all not prepared for these questions. Uh, First of all, great question, brother. And I appreciate that. you being vulnerable on yeah, here, keeping it real absolutely. with us. Yeah. Because I've never heard that actually expressed. Um, but I mean, it's listen, that's it's a real thing that happens. And I think that's a great question because a lot of the ladies have came on in one way or another and had issues communicating different forms of sexual dissatisfaction, yeah. whether it was not having sex enough their libido being low <laughs> and now this in this case here he, brother saying endowment right. is what one person communicated this faction with this uh, dissatisfaction with and all women though across all issues say they do have issues understanding how to communicate these sexual issues to a man knowing his ego his confidence yeah. is usually connected shout out to that to lady his for, sexual for, for speaking up about that though so i have a very hard time hurting people's feelings I specifically have a difficult time hurting the feelings of a man that I care about because his ego is also attached to it. And I know that men thrive in the space of being admired and respected on a different level. So I might not necessarily, and, and I've, I've been there before, I didn't necessarily comment on the size. I just offered suggestions in what I would prefer, you know, because you can do things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's just like, not there. I'm not going to put my hands away. Um, unless it's just not there at all, uh, there are things that you can do. Size really, like, let me be honest with you. These women who are out here talking about eight inches oh, and 10 Jesus. inches, I don't want any parts no, of that. Not well, for, well, let, not let's for the rest of my life. Let's get some clarity on it, though, right? Donnie. What, what size is it? <laughs> Um, I don't know what size. I mean, are you I'm, a I'm, hero I'm, or a shower? I talked to the, oh, talk to you, them. Right? Yeah. So you can, so I what do you want to know? What's, what size is it? If you want to share erect what size is it jesus i can't oh, believe this me um i would say about seven close to seven First of all, are you in a, a seven? Like, are you eight. in a Congo or something? What is she used to? Wait a minute, the real vaginal tall. canal is real, only real so men, big and so so long. I I got a little curve. Okay. I got a little curve. Plus, plus, plus. So, so I there, think that may be a problem in certain positions because of the curve. 
Okay. But certain positions are also your friend because you do have a curve. So there are positions that may be a lot better for you to have that sexual pleasure from your partner. Yes. Maybe that's her laying down on the bed, on the stomach, you know, you entering her from, I cannot believe I'm having that's that. That's what I just no, said. I, no, I no, 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 no,
how like most one percent men can make it, but most men can't relate like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so pretty so much you want to know. Go ahead. Majority. That's not majority. That's not a generalization. Uh, common thing. It's an uncommon thing. Yeah. So so having a scale like that, not everybody has the same baseline. Not everybody eats at the same table. So that's difficult to comprehend in some circumstances, or it's rather. Uh, it's rather internally is demeaning, but it's hard for men to say that. But I'm I'm be I'm gonna be real with you, and I'm gonna say that. But internally is demeaning because you have to realize like it's hard to get to that level. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all a second spit on, spit on some wisdom. Listen, I, I feel you on that because it is it is difficult getting to those higher levels, and everybody starts at a different place. But this is the thing, man. It's only one being in this world that can truly affirm you, and that's the Lord Himself. So if you have to really dig in internally to figure these things out and now don't get me wrong, it's good to be motivated. You know, it's good to see, you know, tap into some of these conversations to kind of see what people think. But you can't really focus on where you're currently at. What you got to do is focus on the activities and being consistent to get you where you want to be. And you just can't be mad at, you know, or upset by some of the information that's that's put out there because it's the thing, man, it's. Most people are average. That's, a, that's just the reality of the situation. But rather than focus on where you're currently at, you really need to focus on all the activities it takes to improve yourself. And once you do that, and once you begin to see yourself as more than average, or at minimum capable of being more than average, then you'll be able to see your mindset change. Because I was one of those guys who was going out looking at all the things, trying to cure all my symptoms for not being confident or not being able to get women and all these different things. And when you do that, you end up putting yourself in a situation to where you you become just as manipulative and toxic as yes. all the people out there teaching it. Yeah. But what I found, you have to become a whole man. So rather than go after the symptoms, you got to cure the 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 base, the root cause, which is your self-worth. Yeah. And you cannot find your self-worth anywhere outside of the, the best spiritual works. And this is the thing. It's just like your iPhone. It comes with a manual. The way you guys use your iPhone is completely, completely different from the way I use mine. But this is the thing. There is a manual for life. And it's three good ones out there. Right? You got the Torah. You got the Quran. And you got the Bible. You can follow whichever one you want to. But the principles that are latent in those books will teach you exactly how to think, how to feel, because as a man think of, so is he. Yeah. So working on yourself is really the best way that you can get that. You right. can get and it's that. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. It's, 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 not, it's not easy being a man, right? That's just the reality of the situation. And right now, you're probably being inundated with images of men who are constantly successful in a better situation than you, who have all these luxuries of life, one, you got to realize that, A, a lot of what you see is not real, okay? <laughs> so please don't get caught up in the fantasy of what you see mm-hmm. on a regular basis because that alone can really beat, like, they even show, the more you scroll, the more people scroll, they literally get, your mind can literally depress itself. The more you actually scroll online, yes. And see these different things. and Because all you do is compare yourself against everything yeah. you see. You see yeah. where you are not. So what you got to do, brother, is truly stay in your lane. Like avoid those comparison traps. And a lot of times if you can fall in that place where, because you're communicating how demeaning it is and how you feel right now, 
you might just even need to remove yourself from social media altogether and really tap in, bro. Really tap in with yourself, where who you are, where you want to go, and focus on that path and stay in your lane. And if you just focus on laying a brick every single day, you're gonna look up. You're still a young man at 25 years old. You're gonna look up and it's gonna be a whole fortress built if you just commit to the activities. So don't focus on what you don't have. Don't focus on what everybody else got. Just focus on what who you are, where you want to go, and the activities required to do so consistently every single day. That's it. It's yeah. simple. And it has Respect. nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with looks. It's, it's much bigger than that. It's really masculine leadership. And masculine leadership and must first know. manifest itself internally with you. So if you cannot lead yourself, there's no way that you'll be able to possibly lead a woman or even steward over a family. So I was in that position, man. Like I was 30 years old. I was depressed. I didn't have any hobbies. Mm. I didn't. I, I had a lot of issues with women, numerous issues. And I was really just focused on, like I said, the, the symptoms mm. and not what my myself. So the thing is, when I started to to really, I wanted to become, I realized that the men that were having these options were men that were actually good to themselves yeah mm-hmm. so i'm like yo let me be good to myself let me go on some trips let me have something let me actually be interesting yeah. <laughs> right yeah and yeah. that's it right yeah. there what you yeah. lack in finance you have to make up for in character yep and be interesting that's the best thing that you've said be interesting what else do you have to bring to the table other than money i know you're 25 years old you want to date you want to date mm-hmm. the type of women that you probably see the men who you admire are dating. Um, I'm going to recommend at 25 years old that you definitely lock in with a mentor, like find a mentorship group, uh, maybe even find yeah. a men's group that is solely related around um, like maybe belief um, and confidence. They kind of go hand in hand listening to you. I believe that you can yeah. use some belief coaching or some belief, just belief studying just overall, right? Um, affirmations like we talked about earlier are going to serve you too as a man. Um, If I think of a book that is relevant for you, um, I would definitely, I know what started my journey to believing at a bigger level, my favorite book of all time, what kind of started my career. Um, It's called The Secret. You can watch it. You can um, read it. You can listen to it. The Secret, Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor is my favorite belief coach of all time. I would really dig deep into him you can't immerse yourself in that level of coaching and not change and not grow and the more your mind grows the more your money grows and that's really really important as long as you continue to believe that uh you are average as long as you continue to say things like that as long as you continue to allow things to make you feel like you're being like it's demeaning to you that immediately signifies that there's a belief issue on the inside and a confidence issue and I would recommend that you start there. Yes, um, and I, I got a book for you. It's, it's by Robert Kim, and his book is called, and this probably describes you, I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck. That's the name of the book. And when I tell you, this is a man that, I mean, he was deeply getting emasculated, 
mm-hmm. get you know having the the most financial issues. Now he's a two time best selling author. He he is you know uh, betting beautiful the most some of the most beautiful women in the world. And what he talks about is all of the work that you have to do. And he literally gives you a framework as a man for these these uh, preventative measures to put in place, and also things that you can do to improve yourself as a man. And uh, one of the biggest things that I got from that book is to identify and find a community. And what I and, and speaking on that, I'm, I'm and I'm gonna end on this because we're gonna let you go right after this, brother. But you could have went oh, a I, lot I wanted, of. Uh, I want. I wanted to. I wanted to get another perspective from y'all. Hold on, oh, no, 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 brother. We got, <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. We got. We appreciate my, my, you, though. We got. We got to end it right here. We're gonna end it right here. But I want to tell you this before you go. I want to tell you this. You could have went a lot of different places in the state you at. You could have went to the dark side with it. You could have went. It's a lot of dark communities that feed off brothers who are not confident, who are not where they want to be. And you could have went to, you know, a place that could have took you down a, a rabbit hole and a dark alleyway of just things, places you don't want to go. Because a lot of the men that I know and even myself treaded down some of those alleyways to try to find yourself and find how you want, need to excel as a man. But I'm happy you came here because actually coming to Harley initiated, that's a big reason why we created this platform is so you could have a healthy home here. So just the fact that you are here watching shows like this with the type of conversations and people that we have on this platform shows that you are moving in the direction of community and that you are taking a step in the direction of going the right way, especially at the age of 25, brother, yeah. you are not old, you are young, <laughs> and you will figure this shit out. But other than that, much love to you. I appreciate you calling up, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get to the next thing, man. So much love to you. I just dropped that book in the chat, by the way. You know, at 25 years old, regardless of what it looks like online, you're supposed to be pretty damn average. I mean, yeah. 25. <laughs> I mean, young. You're 25 uh, years old. Golly. Right? Yeah. Your, like, your frontal lobe is just developing. <laughs> <laughs> We got the super chats going crazy. Hey, welcome to the show. This is the last call we're going to take care. This is the last call we're going to take care. Welcome to Harley Initiated. Give me a name. Oh, wait, you got to mute the show in the back. You got to mute the show. There you go. What's give, good? Give me your name, your location, and your question. Um, my name is Savannah. I live in Atlanta. So I am. Savannah. This is a lightweight question, I guess. But I am new to going out by myself. So I want to be able to go out meet guys i know i don't want to go to just the highest class restaurant i'm not there yet so what tips can you give for like my my venture out in my sec my other thing too i've noticed i'm working on my facial expressions i can kind of tell i have a resting face while i'm out so i am working on that there's something i know that i have going on but what can i do oh i definitely think other places you don't just have to go to high-end restaurants there are sporting events. There are sports bars that you can go to. Um, you know, for all my ladies who, you know, I think sporting events are really a great way to meet men. And I don't know, I, I don't know what high end, low end is for people. I have no idea what that what that can mean. But whether you're taking some lessons, whether you're at a gym, those are great places to meet guys but i want to say that you're presenting yourself in a way that would you would you be attracted to you you know i think when we go out we have to think about that 
men are visual creatures and they are looking at us they're looking at our physical body they're looking at how we carry ourselves and the depending on the type of man that you want he is Hold on one second we got some noise in the background so in that conversation in that real quick uh, delano we're gonna answer your question off air okay okay hey thank you so much for calling thank you so much go go ahead go ahead please brandy um but there are so many things that you can do but you have to be aware of also how you're showing up and presenting yourself to be attractive mm -hmm. um and so nobody's saying that you got to have on the full bead and the lashes and the hair and the makeup and all that kind of things but you do want to pull yourself together like i mean it's little simple stuff like lotion your ankles mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. like have some hand cream in your purse so I your look at that. hands are not ashy mm -hmm. you know like it's little things that we can do that we think that you want a detail-oriented man you want a man who's a leader you want a man who's taking charge well he's looking at certain things yes. that are very specific on a woman you got chip nail polish Ooh. well there are men who don't want to sit out with a woman who has chip nail polish or chip toenail polish and you like, oh, well, I'm going to get them Ooh, done this it weekend. It won't happen. Well, it's Monday. You're not getting them done till Saturday. Well, I want to take you out on Friday. Yeah. Honey, you're not ready to go where I'm trying to take you. So I think it's like also being in places, but also looking the part when you are in those spaces. Yeah. Whether you want to get you some golf lessons and hang out at the golf club, that's a great way to meet people. But, you know, you just have to look the part, you know, even if you're in a grocery store. Also, you mentioned you're in Atlanta, but this can happen anywhere. Atlanta just so happens to be one of the major hubs for business conferences, trade shows, Absolutely. things like that. I love going to a professional network conference, right? Um, but don't go in there. I'm, I'm starting to notice a lot of women showing up like they're going to the club. Oh, oh yeah. They are. Yeah. And, and, and you may get the attention of these yeah. men. You may even get their phone numbers. But they're really talking about you in the group chat. They are. They're talking yeah. about you when we go to dinner after the fact, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, if you're going into these professional conferences and these professional networking events, show up like you are a woman who has some business about yourself. Who's in that profession. Who's in <laughs> that lane. You can carry that conversation. Yeah. They will feel comfortable bringing you back next time with them on their arm. They can't bring you back dressed like, you know, that. Um, so just be really, really aware. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because I think like in this culture with, we really are not holding ourselves accountable and we are not holding women accountable. And we have got to stop saying, well, girl, it's just how I am. Girl, I just show up how I want to show up. Girl, he better take me as I am. Do no, better. no, 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 no. If you want better, you do have to do better. Yeah. Mm. And it's going to require some things from you. Yes. Even conversations, the type of men that we say we want and desire. But can we hold conversations if he takes you to the business meeting? Mm -hmm. Can he? Is he going to be embarrassed or looking around the room to see, well, what's she talking about now? What's she saying? Does he see. have to call you first to ask you what you're wearing? Oh, God. Wow. wow. Right? That's a thing. I never even that, thought about that. Really? A, that is a thing. That's, That's a thing. I've, nev I've never that had to. That is a thing. You got to leave that one alone, fellas. That oh, no. You concerned yeah. about how she's going to she gonna be. she's going to. That's a thing. No, no, no. But I, I want y'all to peep this because this was very important in what this young lady said. She said, I, she made this very clear. And, and this could be slick, but you got to peep this. She said, I don't want to go to places that's too high class because I'm not ready for that. I think she meant financially. And let me tell you the trick for that, ladies. If you if you are looking for, if that's on your list and you're looking for 
uh, men who frequent those type of environments, number one, we got to step ourselves up. Like, I don't, I don't believe in the something for nothing philosophy, right? Like, you have to become something to even when you're in those places, you're either going to stick out like a sore thumb or you're going to look like you belong. If you happen to belong and you know you're working on some stuff and your mindset is there, your money just hadn't caught up yet, order an appetizer. Yeah. Just get an appetizer yeah. and get you something. Get Club you a tea. Soda. Club, Club soda. Club Apples appetizer and you keep it and you sit at the bar. We we do the restaurant strategy wrong. Y'all are going to get a table for one. Nobody's going to approach you at your table. No. Come sit at the bar. The away bar. To, listen, they, they have, have a nice game at the on. bar. They got, got a game. To you got to sit at the bar. And if you're nervous about communicating with the men at the bar, communicate with, with the, the bartender. bartender. That's and when it. you're talking yes. to the bartender, yeah. they're overhearing your conversation yeah. and they're yeah. saying, oh, she's cool. She's dope. That's it. Send that's, her a drink. That's, that's the game. And this is what we actually about to get yes. into right here, yeah. by the way, because we're going to go ahead and get into, we done with the calls for the day. So I no like more calls. Though, man. We are actually going to go ahead and talk about this dating game for the ladies because I think that there is a, there is a right way to date. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Or at least at bare minimum, a better way absolutely. to date. Absolutely. Let me tell y'all, the game of going to the bar, because as a man, you got to think about how the men think, right? One, I'm not, we talked about this on a previous show, I'm not approaching a woman with, like, if you with four or more women, I, I'm 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 not really doing that that's because that's a girl's night out. That's a girl's night out. That's a girl's night out. We understand yeah, as no. a man, we gonna have to take down the whole pack. Yeah, in order to get you. And honestly, usually, guys, when we're with four or more women, that's we're not sending out a signal that, that we, we want to be approached. approached. This is girls' night out. It's Somebody fun. in the group is going through something. Somebody celebrating something. Absolutely. We just want to have fun. Absolutely. If we happen to see something that. Happens to catch our eye, maybe, but we're not putting that energy out yeah. there. Yeah, I think uh, so. I know you get you you ladies talked about certain places to to meet men, but you know it is a thing. Like if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, we was actually at the coffee shop. This was like three days ago. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, I was you know on my laptop working. I just had this smell just came across my nose, and I looked up. And when I looked up, Tyshawn was looking up. Delano was looking up and was all looking at the same lady. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she looked amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, her energy was radiant. Yeah. And we were at 9 30 a.m. in the coffee in the shop. Coffee shop. <laughs> Did not expect to see Heels that woman walk in. Clacking, click, click, click. <laughs> Had it style. Yeah. And because we all caught each other out, we just bust out laughing because it was all thinking the same thing. Wow, yeah. this, this woman is, is gorgeous. Yeah. And the thing about it is, she did her job because she all of the men in there were interested. So she really had. Uh, uh, you know, plethora of options to choose from. Yeah. But the reason I say that is because I do think at that point, now, I'm not sure if she know the game or what the situation was, but she was being present. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we all can do. We all can work on a lot better, both men and women. You said she was being present. Present. Oh, okay. okay. Exactly. Well, present as in when she woke up and left the house, she was like, I'm going to be able she to present. Intentional. I was she, intentional. Was she was intentional. She was being presentable. Yeah. She presentable. presented exactly. herself yeah. in, a, in an appropriate yeah. way. Like, and she was intentional about you it. You smell good. The first thing that you listen, you smell good. You <laughs> open that door and your smell yeah. introduces you before you do. Like, that's already checked. They look yeah. up and you look nice. Check. Yeah. Your clothes look together. Shining. Check. You right. You speak well. Yeah. Check, 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 check. But you know what happens, though, Ryan? What's that? Y'all, which one of y'all tried to holler at her? Oh, I did. I, I was victorious. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say women sometimes don't put in a lot of effort because y'all will look all day long and not approach anybody. Yeah. 
that yeah we we we, we work with the guys we, we work on that with the guys you know yeah. we want to get them to be more assertive in in that arena but yeah it does seem to be more prevalent guys just i mean no matter how beautiful or open she is guys just will not approach it's yeah. it, it, we're in a very strange time and and i think unfortunately i don't see our guys approaching more and more as our culture proceeds oh, no, on this not. online world mm -hmm. i think men are probably not mm -hmm. as skilled communication wise yeah. yeah as they probably had to be prior they're not as assertive or as bold as they were i think men are you know probably they've always been terrified of rejection but it's probably more than ever before right now and guys will probably more likely go for the low hanging fruit or the online approaches now i think online flirting now is and online dms is if we talk to guys over a spectrum, it's probably more so how they're being assertive mm. versus then in person. And I know this is true just based on the friends and the men that I know, especially men at the higher levels. Majority of the women I know they're dating at this point are coming from online mm. is the reality of the situation. So I would agree, fellas, like I think. But see, that's it. And I think that's an opportunity for the fellas. Yeah. Because if you know that guys are probably less likely to approach women on in, in real life, I think women are starved, like for that attempt. Like, yeah, a woman, especially. Okay, I'm talking to the fellas here. They're not starved. Like, fellas, lock yeah. in right here. Lock, lock in. in. What I mean is, if you see a woman intentionally outside looking good, you know how much time it took for her to look this way. There was time and intention put in for her to get this way. She would like for this to be addressed. <laughs> it's a reason she's looking this good, especially if, you know, she's a single woman. You know, listen, attention, she she would she would appreciate your attention is what yeah. I'm saying. Well, see, it's, so it's, that is an opportunity for y'all, fellas. We need to be, I, I agree we need to be more assertive in, in, in those ways. We do. I, I think, man. I, I really studied the game, man. I, I think we, I think we have this issue of objectifying women. So when we see these beautiful women, we we want to speak to them, but because we have objectified them, we're thinking about the sex, getting all the way to the sex, from seeing them, smelling them to sex. And when you do that, this you conjure up this level of anxiety and nervousness that will literally stunt you oh, wow. from ever speaking to the woman. Yeah. And see, that's when I tell men that you have to value yourself first. So the reason you objectifying this woman is because you don't even care about your body and what you're doing with your own body. So you immediately think, hey, let me get this woman in the, in the bedroom. Yeah. But if you start to value yourself and your time, then you're not going to jump to sex. You're going to jump to, hey, is this woman even worthy of me having a conversation with her? Is, let, me, let me take an opportunity to actually get to know this woman. Mm -hmm. And women can sense that. So in that situation, just a couple of times I spoke to her, really filling her out, getting to know her. The owner of the coffee shop came up to me and was like, yo, that, she, she's, she's really dope. Like, you need, to go, you need to go have another conversation with her, yeah. right? So at that point, I was so comfortable because I'm thinking about, hey, evaluating her to be in my presence and to get my attention. And when you do that, so many things about your body and your breathing is able to relax for you to absolutely, you know, actually facilitate a healthy conversation and then potentially move on to uh, asking to continue the conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing. Yeah. People, they don't even know why they're getting the phone number. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, because you all, the, the generation before, they didn't have to 
call somebody's house and ask for, oh hey, hey, Ms. Ms. Harvey, can I speak to Brandy? Hey, Ms. Harvey, <laughs> right, can right. I speak to, is, is Stephen home? Like, we didn't, y'all don't have that. So yeah. everybody just had a cell phone. So not just give me your number at school or your Snapchat and I'm going to do it. Or I'm a, you know, you have to, so you never had to face an obstacle. That's you never true. had to meet a father on the phone. You never had to come over in court on Sunday. Yes. Like you had to do at my house. It was Sunday dinner. If he coming to, he is coming to Sunday dinner to see you. Mm-hmm. He is coming where everybody is here. All the family is here. He mm-hmm. can sit up in his hot kitchen while I fried his chicken and I get to know <laughs> who this man is mm-hmm. and why he wants to spend time with you. But because because this previous gen- this n- new generation doesn't have that it now it's like so if I do approach you because I haven't been rejected and somebody daddy ain't never hung up the phone on me because of my mama said ain't never told me no she can't talk today this is my line mm. you haven't already started to understand that wait a minute if I just go up to somebody there might be a chance she don't like me and it might be a chance she is feeling me yes. so the rejection part you know in jumping that hurdle you all have got to start, you know, being more available to even be connected to a woman. Mm-hmm. Like the connection. I mean, the music doesn't say connection. Yeah. The the yeah. Instagram doesn't say connection. I mean, really think about our parents. Our parents grew up had one to ask somebody to dance. You had to ask somebody to dance yes. with you. You had to ask somebody out with you. You know, all those things that this generation really doesn't have. And that raises wow. a really good point because not only does that give you the experience for the first time of being rejected. But it also Listen. creates the habit of having to having the mindset of I have to meet somebody's standards to be good enough for this person. I can't just show up at her house dressed any kind of way. Her mother's not going to let me in. Yeah, I can't show up at her house looking any kind of way. Her father's not going to approve the date. Like when we were growing up, the guys did have, before you could go on a date with somebody. I need to meet him. What's his family about? Like what's going on? Who are his Probably. People? Probably had a phone conversation with his mom before I was even allowed to go on a date. Yes. Like, there were just... And so when we're talking about standards, <laughs> yeah. that's how we grew up. Yeah. Look, you come into my house now. My mom likes this, this, and this. Don't don't blow this. Yeah. You had to measure up, not to me, but to my parents. To the before tribe. You could, to the to the, the, the community had to approve you first. Mm-hmm. And so because we don't have that, now you have all these men who are saying, well, I'm not confident enough to ask her out. Or I don't know how to slide in her DMs. You don't even know how to have a simple conversation with yes. a woman. Yeah. And how else do you build intimacy and trust and relationship and care and concern if you all are not even having conversations? Because even then, at that time, when you were coming for Sunday dinner... You were listening to our parents. Oh, when she was growing up, let me tell you, <laughs> this is what she had going on. Where are you? Where's your family from? Where'd you grow up? What church like, did you go to? You, what church did you go to? What do you do? What are your grades looking like? What do you want to do for your future? You had to have a genuine interest in the getting to know phase. Yeah. And that is what's missing so devastatingly right, yeah. right now. Absolutely. Nobody is genuinely interested in getting to know. Everybody's just trying to check boxes off yeah. of the list. It's just like, yeah. yep, he's cute. Yep, yeah. he got money. Yep, she's fine. Yes, this, 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 and this. And then you end up in a relationship with this person or even married to this person. And you realize, well, we don't have anything in common. I don't even know you. I don't even know you. I don't like you. Yeah. What's your favorite color again? Like, we are missing the element of the getting to know. And that part, that's where the intimacy is formed. And that part is so much fun. And maybe it's that we have some of these old school values. And we're looking for that. We're we're missing that because yeah. I'm really sitting here like, why are we single? <laughs> but then I am also thinking about 
some of the approaches that I have experienced and uh, some of the men not having the ability to have a conversation like, you know, I'm not the person who's really turned on by the, you know, what's the move after this? I mean, are you, Girl, are, you asking, are you really right, asking right. me what the move is or are you asking, like, are you interested, right? Like, right. The, I'll give you my number and you like, what you doing beautiful? Where you at beautiful? Call me beautiful. Boy, if you don't pick up that phone. Pick up the phone. Pick up mm. the phone. Like, I need you to be interested in getting to know me, genuinely yeah. interested in getting to know me. Yeah. So that's interesting. So we, th this is a good conversation because I, I want to keep going in this direction here because I don't think the fellas know, and, I, and I'm inspired because two fellas just called up here, so y'all locked in. The <laughs> yeah, fellas this is, is in the building here I'm very excited tonight. about that. And fellas, it's 800, it's over 800 people right now watching this video all at once. So fellas, if you in here, a lot of these ladies are single. I need all my fellas, my single fellas right now to drop your Instagram. In fact, I need all my single ladies and fellas drop your IGs wow. right now. Get connection in wow. here. We gonna actually we, we we gonna have some fun in here tonight. Did y'all tell so them go to ahead share this them. video too? Yeah, listen. Make sure y'all share this video. I mean, we st listen. We got some time left. We gonna keep these ladies. We're not gonna keep them up too late. Okay. Yes. But but we we gonna take care of them. But guys, share this video, please. If you know any singles, male or female, have them join this have conversation. Them join this conversation. Yeah. And look right Especially now. Especially the men. Before we get to this next part too, we have four hundred and seventeen likes with eight hundred people. Let's push it to five hundred as we transition in here. Because what I'm about to figure out yeah, is we got some, some super chats too. This, the fellas need to improve on. Let's hit these super chats. Before we go into where the fellas need, uh, how the fellas can improve in that approach, in that dating process, because that's a really good conversation. Shout out to Diana De La Trinidad for sending over the super chat. Shout out to Judith Sakala for sending over them big bucks. Judith, we appreciate you. Shout Much out to love. Nicole Joseph. I like that, Nicole. She says, I am proud to be a part of this platform. Aww. I love that. That's yes. sweet. We appreciate that. Shout out to Francesca Riddick. For dropping, she, she balling. She's bought a bottle for everybody. Five memberships. <laughs> She's bought five memberships. Listen, y'all show y'all show Francesca some love and shout out to loving me forever. It says I came from a long term DV relationship. What Domestic is violence. Oh wow, uh, wow. Okay, and I was sexually assaulted. Just now dating, and I get nervous at the thought of a man touching me. Mm -hmm. This is a good question for you for you ladies. How do I explain to a guy I need to take it very slow without scaring him off? Just mm. that. Yeah. I experienced a domestic violence relationship as well in college. And, I mean, it was really bad. That person tried to take my life. Wow. So you can imagine the apprehension that I had when, when dating, you know, again. And as embarrassing as you may feel in that moment or as victimized mm. as you may feel in that moment, you just have to let people know, like, hey... I experienced yeah. trauma that I'm not closed off. I just need to take it slow. Yeah. Are you okay taking it slow? Like, I'm nothing's wrong. You know what I mean? But I, I do need to build trust and rebuild trust in this situation. I am looking for someone who's good with taking it slow. And then identify what that means. Because for some overzealous men, so some over-anxious men, they're going to think over, oh, taking it slow means 30-day wait, right? <laughs> right? Before I can touch you. That might mean a year for you. That yeah. might mean six months. What does that mean? Be very clear and have conversations. And what I find is that men and women are really, really flexible if you communicate well. Like we can tolerate a lot. We'll accept a lot. We'll deal with a lot. We'll, we'll understand a lot if you keep us in the loop of what's yeah, going on absolutely. in the process. Mm. Absolutely. And, and listen, if he does not respect that, with you communicating 
that openly and yeah. that vulnerably with him about where you've been because that is vulnerable, yeah. right? That's like showing your wounds a little bit. And that's a very intimate conversation. And if he does not respect that and y'all can't connect in that kind of, because those kind of conversations where you really build yeah. and connect with that other person, yeah. then that's the quickest sign to know that this is not the right person that you need to be dealing with. If he's not going to be tender and patient enough with you that you have been through something like that, go ahead and X that one off. Real the men are eager to protect you. Mm. And sometimes protecting you is going at your pace, setting a tone, setting the environment for you to be comfortable. If a man is not eager to protect you, that's certainly not a mm. candidate for marriage. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Let's keep it going. Let, let, let me since since uh, Donnie took that one and Donnie, that was that was dope. Great. Uh, I want to I want to give a shout out to Diana de la Trinidad since in the, another super chat, and I want to throw this one up to uh, to Brandy real quick. She says, "I'm 24 years old, trying to date intentionally." It's been hard because not a lot of guys my age are trying to date intentionally. And I feel like older men don't take me seriously because I'm young. What would you guys do? Well, I was in my 20s. I dated a much older man. He was much older than me and life changing relationship. Loved him and still a really dear friend. I think that you can open yourself up if you're if you want to date older men and explore that. I think you should take that opportunity and take that step because there are men who are 10 years older than you who are looking for women and you may not be too young for them um, who are wanting to be married and settle down and date with intention. I think you should open up your dating pool. But the same thing for older women. You know, sometimes we kind of get set in these positions and say, oh, well, I only date this certain age group. You might need to take a few years back and open that up so you have, you know, explore better options for yourself. Yeah. But dating older is not a not an issue. I think I was so grateful for that older man in my 20s. He gave me such guardrails. How old was he? I will not say that. <laughs> I'm just curious. That's the past. That's the past. He, 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 he's much older. He was he was over 20 years older than me. Wow. Yeah. So my that was at 24? Um, I started with him much younger. And I will say this. Now, you know... That may be a l too old for some people, you know, yeah. the age difference. And recognizing, you know, that I was dealing with some father wound stuff, you yeah. know, that I was looking for a paternal love. Yeah. Mm. I was looking for that to That's show up in my what I thought. Yeah, I was looking for a paternal love to show up in my life. Mm -hmm. But there was nothing damaging that happened in that relationship. There was a real kindness and tenderness and love that I experienced, and I will not trade that for anything in my life. Um, but he taught me a lot. I grew up a lot, but it also changed my perspective on dating and relationships. And it gave me a real insight into intimacy and dating men who are much older, you know, and yeah. relationships. Yeah, my daughter is 21 and I literally am sitting here like, I know she's watching this and girl, I wish you would. <laughs> oh, oh, she, she watching right now? She watching right now. What's inappropriate? So your daughter's 21. What's, I wish you what's, would. What's, what's, what's too old of a, of a, like you think it's a bit in, in that inappropriate age range for your daughter to be dating? Uh, my daughter is 21 and based on mindset and that age, I think anything, anyone over than, older than 25 Oh, wow. Would be too old right okay. now. Mm -hmm. My mom always knew that I would date older men. Yeah. My mom always knew that. She, I've been grown since the my mom's sisters I came out. Like, Girl, she my, always knew that. One of my best friends dates older. We're in our 40s, and uh, her very significant other is in his 60s. Yeah. And she's been that way since forever. But 
she hey. also had some father wounds yeah. and things of that nature. Um, and I don't knock it for anybody else. It's just, child, if you're watching right now, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, and, and mm-hmm. I, I would not do that that much older now, but you have to know yourself. Yeah, and if for you're sure. saying that your daughter is 21, 25, for me, at 21 years old, I was interested in men who were in their early 30s. That's not mm. Yeah, I, mean, I was interested bad. in men that were in the early 30s. I don't know that I ever found older men super attractive. You know, it's, I, I was going to do another show, and I kind of opted out because of the subject matter, but that was what she said. She said the same thing. Like, yeah. I never found older men, and I did. I've always found older men much more attractive. Yeah. Much more attractive. And, and there are, for sure, some exceptions. Like, I do know in my 20s and 30s, I thought Denzel Washington was the finest thing Walking the planet. I mean, right? all of America did. All of America. Okay. All right. Stuff like that. But I also, I, I just, I am, all, I'm a, I'm a very youthful 44. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, dating at my age or right plus or minus, like not too far away, um, is most ideal for me. But there's always exceptions. Yeah. There's all. I am more attracted to energy. More than anything. How do you care for yourself? How do you love yourself? How do you speak to yourself? How do you care for me? How do you speak to me? Are our interests, you know, in alignment? Do we like to do the same things? I want to be able to relate to the person that I end up marrying. 1,000%. And um, for me at this age, I don't know about you, Brandy, but for me now, after all of the experiences and the years that I've spent working on myself, what I do know is what I value the most right now is how a person makes me feel. Yeah. Mm. It's it's really how you make me feel. That is the baseline. And we can go up or down from there. Yeah. But right. it's really about, you know, because you're taught, at least in in many black girls, young black girls are taught to look for someone who can provide. We're so focused on provide, provide, provide. What mm-hmm. can they do, 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 do for you? And you we're forgetting the that element that you have to sleep with that night. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And that's that is that was the thing for me even in my 30s like I want to look at the person that I'm sleeping next to and love who I'm, I oh. want to roll over and love who I'm looking at. Like just stare at them and when just, they're asleep. I mean seriously. Look at you and, sleep. Ooh. And now it doesn't have an age <laughs> attached to it. It doesn't have an age because I've dated younger. And so because of that, you know, I've even expanded my dating pool, you know, and I think you just have to find what works for you and what makes you feel good and what makes you feel safe. Yes. You know, I think that's the part, you know, we want to feel safe that we can let our hair down and kind of take off that armor that so many of us are walking around with. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to take that off just like we want to be able to a safe place for you all to land, you know, for a man to land mm-hmm. when he comes into our presence. Yeah. Believe it or not, men, we want you to be able to take off your armor. too. Absolutely. Like you got to be out there. You, yeah. you said it earlier. It's really hard being a man. Yeah. Like you're expected to be a provider. You're expected to be in the 1%. You're expected to be able to solve problems. You're expected to eliminate, you know, challenges and objections. You're expected to be a protector. Um, you're dealing with the world. And especially if you are a man in leadership or an entrepreneur, um, you are someone that has to make heavy decisions all day, every day. And as much as I, too, make decisions, I want to come into a home where I can just be a baby. I want to be a baby with my man. Like, just come and cuddle me, take care of me. Mm-hmm. But I also want to create a space that feels safe enough and that feels good enough for you to be able to take your armor off too. 
And that's yeah. one of the scariest things for men. Like even, especially even me um, dating now, transitioning from like more casually to now seriously dating a young lady and knowing, like we know the conversations that we just prefer to stay away from and that are like really those touchy subjects to us, whether it may have been things we grew up, you know, grew up around, whether it may be our finances, mm -hmm. you know, whether it may be our, our doubts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's real things yeah. that we have as, as the, these, these, these thoughts that we have as men, as very vulnerable. And it's something special about sharing that with a woman and like it's almost like like you might throw it out there like or say it and it's almost like you hold your breath a little bit like yeah and then how she accepts that and yeah. takes that in the way that makes you feel feels better than sex oh my let me tell you something it's like a level when a woman and sometimes because men are so tricky ladies you don't even know when a man has been vulnerable in front of you all the time you can miss it like he could even mask his vulnerability and strength sometimes. Yes. Uh, and, and and he might say something that it may sound casual because he's trying to be strong, but <laughs> it's something that's for real. Like even if it's something like you're like, hey, hey, baby, let's go here. He's like, um, we're gonna probably have to to go next month because I'm I'm really working on some things right now. Like I gotta and he'd be like, Oh my gosh, come on. Like you still ain't got that together yet? Like that, ooh, ooh that, that may, he might straight close ooh. up on you. Or if you'd be like, oh, babe, listen, it's good. But be, trust me, we, we going, we going to go next month. We going to have a good time, but we good right now because blase, blase, blah. That's like a, ooh, okay. Uh, it, it's ways, and I'm not, and I noticed because I'm experiencing this now with a woman as I'm trying to advance in ways of depth in the relationship. Mm. And the only ways to advance in depth in a relationship is through the hardest conversations yes. and through vulnerability. Yes. Yes. It's nothing surface level that you can talk about with a woman that's gonna allow y'all to gain depth. Listen. It's through those hard conversations, it's through those vulnerable conversations. And again, as a man, cause we don't expect strength from our women in the ways of you guys being strong all the time. Actually, your vulnerability to us can almost be sexy in some ways. Like sure. you, you come into, you can run to us and cry. We'll kiss you, and you know that mm -hmm. that adds to the polarity yeah. of the relationship. Yeah. But us, that's one of the hardest things we can do. So, ladies, the 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 space that you create with that man being vulnerable is probably one of the most telltale signs that he's truly into you. Yeah with how much he's willing to be vulnerable. Because trust me, he's not doing that with a bunch of different women. No. no. He's not. No. no. That's a very no. sacred place. And he hardly no. trusts doing it with you. <laughs> but you know, Esther Perel, uh, she is a well-known therapist, relationship therapist. She was on a podcast and she talked about a few questions you should ask when dating. Because, you know, we always want to get to the tough conversations. But before we even get to the tough conversations, I got to know that I can, you know, you got to ride down the runway before you take off first, right? Mm, so what's a little, give me some runway questions, some runway room. And one of the things she has, and I thought it was so great, was one uh, one movie that you would want to see again and why. Mm. And the second, uh, another question, I'm not going to give all of them. One, another question was, what's the most generous thing you've ever done in your life? 
And when she said that, that question, somebody took it a totally different way. Like it was like, a, you know, one time I was so generous, I finally told my brother no. He was dealing with drug addiction. It was a story that was told when she was telling it. And it totally transforms how somebody can show when they've been generous in their life. Most people say, well, I gave these clothes to the homeless and I did these shoes and I did this. We have to start delving into those deeper layers into a person before mm. we start saying, like, let me get to the hard questions. Well, let me get some easy stuff out the way. Right. Yeah. Let me just see how you thinking. Let me see how you believing. Yeah. Let me see how you showing up for other people in in their lives. So then I can start to see how you might show up for me. Yes. But we want to delve into all the hard stuff. Well, let me get some easy stuff. What's one movie you would see again and why? Mm-hmm. And you start to get those. So now you can start to think how they how they think. Yeah. How they feel. You start to get different parts of them. And then we can walk into the hard questions and say, hey, what's that traumatic thing that happened in your life that, you know, or what's that fear, you know, or yeah. what's that part of you that you have been so scared to share with somebody else? What's the part of you that you're not willing to willing to kind of reveal to somebody that's not on the show? You know, we can we want to get to the hard stuff, but how can we even just get to the easy stuff yeah. first? Because I want to have I want to have ease with my partner. Mm-hmm. I want to have ease in my life. Every day is not going to be a tough conversation. We just got to know that we can manage them. Mm-hmm. We just got to know that we can communicate for them and and for ourselves. So I think let's not look so much at the hard stuff and start looking at how can we ease ourselves into relationship and ease ourselves into space with another person. We got so much that we put on a person as soon as we meet them. But how have I even created enough space to even receive what you're bringing to the party? Yes. Mm, I like that. Good. Shout that out to, to Esther Perel. She giving you that 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 stuff to she critically think five. about. She has five. I'm only giving two, so you yeah. Go. That's, that's <laughs> we, listen, we already listen. Two. We reached out to her. She's been one of the most. She's, requested. She is reached out for everybody. I didn't reach out. Right. To <laughs> <laughs> listen, everybody trying well, to. Well, we get what's under you. Listen, yes. a state of affairs. Listen, uh-huh. we all dealing with a state of affairs. Listen. So, yeah. how you cool with this? Because uh, the super chat is coming in. So, you cool with taking another super chat? Yeah. Well, well ha, ha, one second. I, I, I want to. You know what? Go ahead and take the super chat. For we get into this next thing. Go so ahead. shout out to Mr. Carr and Kim Trap, proud HR members. Listen, we appreciate y'all. Shout out to v- Vanita. Shout out to VJ. VJ, listen, we cannot wait to meet you. <laughs> nah, real. facts, VJ. And um, we got Mika Lynn. She says, it's a good question. I'm 42 and would like to date for marriage. Women my age are made to feel like the clearance rack. <laughs> Is it really possible for women my age to marry? And if so, where does she start? Because online dating has been trash. Oh. <laughs> 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 it burns my ears. Um, so first of all Mika Lynn. Talk to Mika. Mika. Forget them people, okay? For lack of better words. Um, there are women of all ages, people in of all ages, of all scenarios yeah. that are made to feel less than. And First, you have to understand that there is a business around making you feel less than. Mm-hmm. Um, there, not only is there a business, you you see, you know, all of these podcasts that are mm-hmm. out here because they understand that there are viral moments. There's attention in making you feel less than because of your age. But you can only be skeptical in the absence of evidence, right? And there is evidence all around us that show us that women are getting married 
older and older and older, just as men are getting married older and older and older, and you will only be made to feel like your clearance rack material if you feel absolutely like your clearance rack material. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know if you were here earlier, but going back to affirming yourself, going back to being your best self, like you can't possibly be on a journey of becoming your best self and feel like Clarence Rack. It's an oxymoron. The two mm, can't exist. Double-minded. The best yeah. never goes on Clarence, right? It just doesn't happen. So you have to you have to condition your mind to believing who you are, and you have to be sure that you're telling yourself exactly who you are. If you keep adopting the mindset and listening, like I don't even listen to those questions. I told Tashan, if this is if this is because I was familiar with their earlier version of their podcast, if this is a conversation while we're on here talking about why I'm single and woe is me and men aren't this and women aren't that and I'm the prize or he's the prize, I'm not interested. I don't plug into those conversations. I am here to have healthy conversations because healthy conversations allow me to have a healthy perspective around dating and a healthy perspective around myself. Anybody can get married at any age. There are 80-year-old women who are getting married. There are 70-year-old women, 60-year-old women. I forget the actress who just got married um, over the weekend privately, but people are getting married. And let me also share this. Just because people got married at a young age, that doesn't mean that they did the right thing either, right? There are pros and cons to both sides. You first have to affirm yourself, know who you are and whose you are, Tell yourself, give yourself instructions for how you're going to feel about yourself that day. Give yourself instructions about how you're going to navigate through your day. Like, give yourself the framework. This is who I am. I am marriage material. I am a wife in preparation. Thank you, God. Like, be grateful that you are 42 years old. I believe you said you are. Mm -hmm. Listen, you are 42 years old and you have the opportunity. Like, instead of seeing being single at 42 as a challenge, See it as an opportunity. Yeah. You know what? I've had 42 years to really become intimate with myself. Yeah. I've had 42 years. You know what? I'm so grateful that I had 42 years to really go through this mode of self-discovery because now in the next phase of my life, I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I can present as a wife. I feel like I can receive from a husband yeah. and start looking at things as opportunities rather than, oh, my God, I'm 42. Here's the automatic Alarm clock that signals the panic, right? Don't panic. There's no need to panic. Men are still interested. People are still single. People still want you. They want me. They want Brandy. You just have to believe differently. Like, I have no doubt. I'm not seriously dating anybody right now, but there's nothing you can tell me. Just like there was nothing anybody could tell me about becoming a seven-figure income earner. I didn't care what it looked like. I didn't care what I didn't have. I didn't care how many cars I had repossessed. You could not convince me that Donnie Wiggins was not going to be a multimillionaire. It yeah. just wasn't happening. I wasn't letting your truth penetrate my spirit. Yeah. The same thing about dating. I have no doubt that I am going to get married. I'm going to get married for the right reasons. And I'm going to get married not only to the man that I desire, but to the man that truthfully desires me. I won't settle. I won't, I won't succumb to fear. I'm not afraid. And you have to walk around with that same level of confidence. Yeah. Damn, hit the horn on that one. Hit the horn on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. First of all, what I, what I recommend to you, too, we did such a great video with Dr. Tart. He dropped some really, like, actually phenomenal, encouraging games. Some facts and stats, by the way. Mm -hmm. Best tips for dating if you're looking for marriage in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. He put some phenomenal game together for the ladies. 
and this is for the men and women around those age groups. And it's interesting the stats that he told. Like it's really encouraging when you look at what's actually happening, not what's happening on social media. Right, right. Because he put me on on game that I did not know. But again, when you eat like putting this poison into your mind that is contradictory from what you want is very dangerous. And I think a really good example is talking about trying to get money, but you're like, nah, I'm black and it's so, you know, the white man is against me, so it's going to be hard for me to get money, so I I, I can't do this because I'm a single mom. My- I can't get a babysitter. Nobody supports me. My family talks badly to me. My husband won't let me. My wife won't let me. Any Listen, the excuse is valid if you buy it. of the time. The thought that you're having is true if you believe it. It's not going to become untrue for you until you have a shift in mindset. Absolutely. And I'm going to be honest. I think right now, did we break a record with the amount of people on here? We had over like 800. Oh, yo, it's like 800. We literally broke a record tonight. Yo, let's get over 900. I I didn't even notice that. Yeah, we've never hit this high of a number. Y'all, wait. Stop. Share the video right now. Like, for real. I know you want to... Share the video. Do them a favor. Share the video. Let's break a record tonight. Yes, and let's let's break a record with likes too because yeah. we're about to hit 500 right now. Go ahead and push it to 550 because a lot of new people in here. Please give us that like. Definitely. Please, guys. That like means more to us than you know. And send over those super and chats. These questions are good. The questions are really good. Are was good that questions. the latest one? I think there's another one right after, right? No, no, no. That was it. That was first the one. of all, that, wait. Let the mic relax. Donnie just flamed this damn mic up just now. <laughs> Professional, classy, I'm looking at Donnie smiling. Well, she's saying this because I don't think there could be something that's, I don't think that could have been delivered any better. And shout out to the people that's on here on Harley Initiated, because I realized that we have turned into a, we started off as a men's empowerment channel. And what I, what I don't like is a lot of the men's empowerment channels online is men's empowerment more at the expense of women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the men are like, here's the problem with the women, here's the problem with this, but bro, if you see that these are the problems, okay, cool. It might be some delusion going on, it might be some issues, mm-hmm. but say that, but if you see that, build the woman up. Like, give the framework, give the game, give the roadmap, if that's the issues that's happening. The same thing for the men. We could look at men all day and be like, bro, you ain't got no bread, you this, you that. No, this might be where you at, but here's the roadmap to getting where you have to go. And that's how we have to approach it. So we've really transformed into a men's and women's empowerment channel because it's it, it's a community. We can't get to the next level without women as men. Right, yeah. right. And it's literally vice versa. So that's just the reality of the situation and we won't pick a side. So we're going to keep putting the men and the women on game like we're doing now. And I appreciate that message that you delivered. That was beautiful. And I, I want to ask you this too because going back to where we was going a little bit because we, we all over the place hold right on, now. Hold on, hold on. Look at Donnie. You ain't Donnie. You, you good? You got to leave? You look. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Y'all, y'all really, like, see, yeah, me can really. See, Sean didn't tell y'all the average live is three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, got yeah. it. Yeah, okay. but I didn't know that. It's I thought not, it was two. Yeah. It's not, no, no, don't worry. Don't worry. Look, look listen, we're we going to close it out soon. So, as a matter of fact, how You're about fine. this? Yeah. I want y'all to send over your final <laughs> super chats right now. Send over that last group of super chats for the ladies. Okay, get it over to us. So we can go ahead and get it in. This last cohort are the ones, the questions that we're going to be able to ask them. But I want to ask you this for my fellas here. Because we kind of got on the fellas about not being able to approach mm-hmm. and not being too timid <laughs> and not doing what they need to do in an assertive manner. So here's what I want to know. Because 
I think a big thing fellas are doing is overthinking that process too. They might be a lot of guys are in their head a bit too much when it comes to approaching. Because you're right, they they see you, they like you. I know they might want to approach. Mm-hmm. In their mind, they might even approach. Yeah, mm-hmm. they might even experience you in their mind, but yeah. they never do. Yeah. How? What is the best way as women that you would like a man to approach? I want to hear this. Oh my God. First, I've had, most recently, I had somebody drop their number to my concierge and, and said, Hey, this person, and he was, he lived in the building and, you know, you know, he dropped his number to the concierge. He dropped his number to the concierge to the in the concierge your... to tell me. Yeah. Oh. And I thought that was, I thought it was really cute and I entertained it, you know, but I've also met people out. I've and had people approach me. The gym has been a real place. I spend a lot of time there and I probably am more open when I'm at the gym because I'm not on my phone. I don't have it in my hand. Mm-hmm. I'm very relaxed. Yeah, so really? yes. See, because when I see a woman working out, I'm thinking, okay, this is probably not the best time. Well, to so I'm not going. So I don't train at a gym where I'm just going in to use the elliptical or doing that. I'm in there for a set training time, and then afterwards, that allows me opportunity to talk to people, meet people, or during the session. Okay. So yeah, I think, but you have to be open to that. And even speaking to the lady who was 42, um, you know, be really conscious of the type of content that you are consuming. You know, Mm -hmm. because that's going to be very important if you're trying to prepare yourself to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. or make yourself more available or create that space. You want to be only filling yourself with not information that's saying that you're the clearance rack or you beyond your time or be willing to take whatever you can get because you're 40. <laughs> you know, we not listen to that. But there are so many love manifestations. Before I turned 40, a friend of mine sent a love manifestation to me, and I listened to that love manifestation every single day. Mm. I listened to it in the morning. I listened to it while I was on my walk. I listened to it in the evenings, about 22 minutes. And it really... Every person that I was encountering, and it was not just about romantic, Mm -hmm. it was about everything that I was encountering was bringing everything of that manifestation into my life. And so I was constantly inundating my mind with that type of information. And so if you're only hearing clearance rack, then what are you going to think? If you're only hearing you the bottom of the barrel, you the lowest man on Tone Pond, you should just take whatever you can get because you're 40, you run through and you run out and you're for the streets and whatever else they (laughs) say, right? If you are only taking that in, that's what you're going to see, and that's what you're going to receive. But if you are open to saying, you know what, I want love in my life, and I'm 40 years old, I'm 42, or I'm 45, and I want this in my life, but God help me to create the space. Send the right people in my life. Send the right women in my life who are going to help me get there. Send the right men in my life who are going to help me open my eyes to a different perspective. God, send me my helpers. And no matter what industry you're in, no matter what you're looking for, if you say, this is what I'm looking for, and allow that space to be opened up, you're going to get that. Yeah. But so many of us are walking around with this, woe is me, it ain't going to happen, it's mm-hmm. never going to hit for me. And if you have that mentality, and guess what? That's all you're going to get. You're going to get true. clearance rack, Negro. Who coming up to you all the time looking for deals? <laughs> looking for looking deals. deals. Yeah. Ladies, are you yeah. a deal? Yeah. <laughs> are you a deal, ladies? It's, it's 4 a.m. in Germany. <laughs> and looking for bargain bin stuff. 4 a.m. in Germany and 4 a.m. in South Africa. And we got some people tuning in from we the UK. All over the world. All There's over the world. It's crazy. 920 right people yeah. in here right now. We 920! Yes. It's going down Yo, this in is here. Cra- you know what? Because we've been talking about the day that we hit 1,000. 
So share it's, it's the close. video. This, this could be it. This wow. Sh- you it literally went from eight twenty to nine twenty or something yeah. like that in yeah. like five minutes. Every time I look down, there's more people. Keep sharing share, the video. Get somebody in here. We are. Like, we share a thousand. Text the link to somebody that you know right now and just say, "Hey, tap this link. Join the conversation. Tap this link. You need to watch this now. It's live. One thousand. Put it up there right now. It's coming. Y'all are really dropping game though. So I, I think it's really easy to tune into this because yeah. um, it's classy. Yes. So, Stacy, while we're here, by the way, shout out to Stacy. Just went ahead and uh, gave great photos, Stacy. Yes. So Stacy, hey, hey, Stacy, drop your IG right after this. Too, La- ladies, we, we need the headshots. See, the thing is, we we actually promote. Not not all our members know, oh. but if you look at the desktop on the home page, we have picture. a full banner. We have a full banner where every single day it features different members that are in the community. So ladies and gentlemen, please update those profile pics. <laughs> yes. And, and I don't know if you guys looking at the, the, the production, but you'll see when you send in the super chat, your name actually pops up. Yes. So please, please update that, update that profile pic, not a whole body photo. So we, we showcasing you, but the actual, what is that called? A, a headshot. Uh-huh. Yes. Get your headshot on there. So she says, Stacy says, look, I'm 25 and struggle with feeling ready to seriously date a man because the perfectionist within me says I'm not fully healed and thus not ready. Knowing that healing is a constant journey, how do you know when you're ready? That's such a good question, man. We've I've literally we've probably asked that question on multiple episodes to multiple coaches. And you know, it's interesting. I like the way Dr. Bryant explained it the most on our previous episode, because he actually says something that's interesting. He said, when it comes down to it, what actually happens is not as much as you are ready, as much as you as you decide yeah. that this is what you want. It's, it's more of a decision that's what I was, than a yeah. readiness, because yeah. check this out. He made a really good point. He said, a lot of us, what we'll do is we'll buy a home, 30-year mortgage, and guess what? We're not a plumber, but we're ready to take on any of the issues that happen with the plumber mm-hmm, with the house. Mm-hmm. We're not a landscape expert, but we'll deal with any of the issues yeah. that's going to happen with yeah. the yard. Right? We are not a carpenter, but if anything goes down, if we're not an electrician, <laughs> but when those electricity problems happen, you're going to handle it. So it's not about becoming a carpenter, a plumber, a landscape expert, an electrician before you buy a house. It's making the decision that if any of the issues that were to happen were to arise, you have fully decided and committed that I'm willing to deal with whatever the hell this comes with. Yes. But that's the commitment. That's oh, that's the commitment. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a feeling. It's an agreement. Mm. Yes. That's what a commitment is. It's not a feeling. And so many people are waiting on a feeling mm-hmm. to happen. But are you willing to make an agreement? Yeah. Are you willing to make an agreement with, with yourself about, and that's that decision. I'm willing to make an agreement to say, you know what? I'm not just going to entertain dudes who just want to sleep with me. Yeah. I'm not just entertaining dudes who don't want to call me, get to know me, take me out, show me off. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm only being intentional with men who are have a genuine interest in me, who are calling me, who want to get to know me, who want to make the time to take me out, to entertain me, to, to get to understand who I am. And I think that when you make that decision, then people start coming into your life that also reflect that decision. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. you start, you stop accepting any old thing to yourself. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. how when Stacy said, you know, on here, you know, you keep attracting liars, 
because you really be lying. You be lying to yourself. <laughs> yes. And and some of us have to get really clear. If you say that you're not ready at 25, guess what that means? You're not. Yeah. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. You're not. Because if you have to ask that question, Donnie is not asking that question. Yeah. I'm not asking that question because That's we a have a point. clear understanding of who we are, what we want, what our values are, and we go after those intentionally. So if I'm asking, well, I don't know, how should I know I'm ready? You are not. You are not. You are not. Ooh. Yeah. Not. It, it, it will become something so clear to you. Like yeah. when you want something, you typically can't stop thinking about it yeah. and then you start moving pieces around on the chessboard to position yourself to get it. Yeah. Right. So if you're not finding yourself like almost obsessing over the thought, like, you know what? I'm ready to date. You know what? I'm ready to date. If you're not thinking, if that thought doesn't cross your mind regularly, you're likely not ready. And if you are not intentionally making room for it, Stacey, you probably aren't ready. Intentionally making room, accepting the dates, clearing out clutter, cutting yeah. off bad connections, yeah. right? Presenting yourself well, yes. then you're not ready. But you also kind of asked and answered your same question. You said that you're a perfectionist around uh, not feeling healed enough, but you also mm. understand that healing is a constant journey. I'm going to tell you again, healing is a constant journey. So for anybody who is waiting on love because you want to be completely healed you will be waiting until you're buried somewhere on a hill um because (laughs) it's just not not going to happen listen healing is consistent continuous it's like think about alcohol alcoholics and they're in alcohol anonymous or Mm -hmm. alcoholics anonymous or something like that yeah they have to keep a sponsor it's ongoing for the rest of their lives why because life will happen something will trigger them that will send them right back to a bottle or a cocktail or something that will take them right back to the downward spiral so they have to stay connected to the community that supports their healing journey well it's the same thing with you Whatever you're healing from, you're simply one trigger away. Today might be a good day, but tomorrow you might get triggered. And when you are triggered, you'll realize how much you're still in your process of healing. We're all one trigger away from our healing journey or from not feeling healed. If something provokes you, if something triggers you, if something makes you think about the thing that you're trying to heal from, you're going to feel sadness. You might feel anger. You might feel disappointment. You might feel rage. You might want to go back to substance abuse or alcohol abuse, but then because you're staying connected and committed to the journey, that's the part that keeps you in the process of healing and not regressing. So don't wait to be healed. There is no such thing. Cause the Yo, first step I'm gonna be honest. That's a, that's a bar. Before you, go, I, I just want to repeat that. If you wait <laughs> until you all the way healed, you're gonna be waiting until you somewhere on top of a hill. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be buried. Buried on, on, on top of the hill. But well, go ahead. Because you know what? To to Donnie's point, the first part of sobriety, the first step is honesty. And most of us are not being honest. So if you're saying you're not ready, are you not ready today or you're not ready for the type of man that you really want? Yes. Mm. Yes. What are you not ready for? Because dating is a muscle. And so you're going to have to work the muscle to to get what you want anyway. You got to go out here and date. You have to figure out what you want, what you desire, what, what your likes and what your dislikes are. So the question becomes, what are you not ready for? Dating is real simple. See, we put too much on the date. We mm-hmm. put too much. You just going out for dinner. 
We just girl, just go eat. That's it. We just just going out. If you don't eat and talk about how good that fettuccine Alfredo was, like, what is so hard about coffee? Like, what's so hard about it? I don't know what you're not ready for to experience Mm -hmm. coffee or dinner with a man. I don't understand that. But if you have now fantasized the wedding and fantasized the marriage and the children and what they're going to look like and Mm. what my name sound like with his and you done wrote it out and what could it be and seeing what my name look like on the wedding invitation, if you're doing all that, then you are not ready. You are absolutely right. But if you're just going to have dinner or we're just going out for drinks and we're just going to have a good time, what is this pressure that we feel from one another? I'm just getting to know you to see if I want to go have dinner with you again. So this, so clearly, this is what the ladies want is to <laughs> ask y'all questions. They listen. They can just do without me and Tyshawn. No thanks, Brandon. Let me ask you. I mean, this shout out to Anna Dominique. She says, "How transparent should you be about where you are in the healing process?" That's a good question. Not on the first day. No. Please, not on the, we, please. Please. Not on the oh second day. Not on the second day. Jesus. Not on the second day. Day. Like we I, don't even know you like I, that. I don't. He does not want to know what your granddaddy Earl did when y'all was in the. Nobody. No. 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 We, we doing too much. Yeah. Oh my god. I think it's when you guys have a conversation that entertains going to the next level. Yeah. And before you enter the next level, if your healing process is something that will affect your relationship, then that person deserves to know. But at least let the conversation of, you know what, I'm really feeling this. I'm interested in becoming exclusive. Okay, you know what? I'm also interested in becoming exclusive. I think that there's a conversation that we need to have. And maybe this is our first tough conversation. Like, this is where I am. Before we do this, let's make sure we're in alignment. What are some things? That's when you start asking those questions. What are some things that you're dealing with that you haven't healed from yet? What are some things that you're really attached to that maybe I should know about so I know how to love you better in your love language and provide what you need from me and vice versa? Um, That would be the only time. Because otherwise, um, if you're dating smart, you're dating multiple people and dating is simply sit down for coffee sit down for a conversation sit down for dinner go ride bikes in the park go have breakfast if you are dating smart you're dating multiple people and you don't want to divulge too soon because you just got all of these randoms knowing your business Uh, i'm I'm gonna be honest i have been on dates ladies where a woman has just started instantly i'm talking about within the within the hour Start telling me about her baby daddy. No. Start oh telling me God. about her. No. Start telling oh, me no. about her ex man. No. And how good. much he wasn't no. this and that. No. Started telling me about how her mama and her her mama get on her nerves. No. And her mama be pissing her off, and she can't wait to move out. <laughs> and just all these different scenarios and situations where, in my mind. I'm just like, oh, like in my mind, I have already put a glass ceiling over your head. I've already limited where this relationship Mm -hmm. is going to go. If it's going to go anywhere else besides this. Yeah. And you have literally been put in a box. And, you know, men do a very similar thing. Um, You guys will discuss baby mama issues way too soon. You will. uh, You think it's funny to make sexual jokes. Very early. I'm so turned off by it. I'm so turned off. Like. Mm, I love look at the girl sitting up. Don't play with me. 
Oh no! <laughs> Wait, sexual jokes with other girls? No, like, no, 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 no. They the will make girls. sexual oh, the girls. The girls. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. They will, men the will make sexual innuendos very early in the like. Mm, wow. You better get away from me. I, I, I won't be able to control yourself. You better figure it out. Yeah. But now I just put you in a box. Now, no matter how genuine you appear to be, you seem like you are interested in one thing, right? And right. so we just have to really be interested in knowing each other. Dating in the very early stage, dating period, but especially in the very early stage, is a very selfless activity. That means that you are not here to unload about yourself. No. Your objective is to get to know the other person, let that person talk about themselves, yeah. and be present and honest and truthful when they're trying to get that same information from you. Now, oh my God, Donna, we got to bring you back for a show to talk about the guys. I can tell you're going to eat them up. <laughs> that is definitely something that men do. I, I hear that from women oh, they all do. the time. No, or their eyes they can't do. stay focused. They be talking to you and looking like that. Yeah. As soon as you go to the bathroom, they doing all of this. Like, guys, act like you've seen something before. Have and, some decorum. And see, men, I think the men are, they just need some practice in the art of seduction. I think they, they just need some help. And they want to be complimentary. They want to show you that they have, they do have a level of sexual interest. But when it gets too explicit, I mean, just women yeah, just really get turned we, off. Yeah, we like to, we want you to like us. We yeah. want you to They want to feel desired. Yeah, yeah right. we absolutely do. So a little sexual innuendo is not an issue. It's about how and what you say. It's what it's the how you say it, you know? And how many times. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, exactly. you just, it, it feels a little creepy, you know? Like, don't right. be a exactly. creep, you so, know? So, so typically, right, right, right. It's creepy. <laughs> please, That's please. That's a good one. Like, Ways that men are screwing up out here. Yeah. Wait. So way too many sexual jokes or way too extreme? But you, you got to sandwich it in. It. You got to sandwich it in. So, you know, I was t actually teaching Delano that, that that little bit of game. But I, think, <laughs> but I also think women need to be listening, too, because yeah. I think sometimes women can do too much talking on dates. For sure. I think that you can talk too much and you don't leave enough room to listen to this man because all the while he's giving you all the answers. Mm -hmm. mm. He's giving you all the cues. He's telling you exactly what he wants. He's telling you exactly what he's looking for. But are you listening? You didn't gone on a whole tangent. You don't know nothing. You are, you're not asking questions. Yeah. And I think women need to spend more time asking questions and listening before they are doing the, a dump about you know, I would own. I would say that. Like, no, no, that's a really good tip for the ladies. Because when I'm dating a woman and she's asking me really yes, great questions, you ask I am questions. so turned on by that. Like, somebody who is genuinely asking you questions that you can tell us, like, a genuine interest in. Yeah. And they're willing to sit back and not make this a therapy session about themselves. Uh, yeah. And truly sit back and be curious about you. In that way, I think that's one of the sexiest things yeah. that a woman can do. And if you space. struggle with that, man or woman, try getting one of the dating games. Like the little small card games oh, you can keep game. right yeah. in your purse. I know um, Ace Metaphor has one. Tonight, let's talk. Really cute, like, date night questions. Um, go through those cards and pick out some questions because some of those can get kind of sexual, too. And you want to yeah. keep those for a later date. But go through right. those cards and pre-screen the questions. If you struggle to break the ice or be interesting... Use a resource, use a tool. There are tools, and I personally find it cute and fun to play games like that. Like, we get to ask questions that we normally wouldn't be comfortable asking because here, you pull, you pull the card. <laughs> you pick the card, answer the question. Yes. And not just making dates, going out to dinner. Um, I oh. think some of the best, you know, for me now, like, if you, you come to walk the park with me. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, like first time you want to get to know me, I'm probably not gonna go to dinner with you. You know, unless that was like some setup and how we met. But I'm. You can come walk the park with me. Let's go take a walk. I love the I like because, that too, because if we got 2.7 miles, and if I don't make it around there in 2.7 miles, and you have not captured my attention, you have not found a way to fascinate me. You out of breath. Me. Baby, we, we uh, thank you so much. I'm going to drink my water. We can go on home. I do like it. I love a good dinner date. A little hike. And a, I mean, I love dinner dates. I love don't get me wrong. I love, I love dinner dates. But I also think sometimes, even too, for your audience who are looking for ways to date and not have to spend a whole lot of money. Now, now yeah. some of y'all, we're getting into fall and winter, so you ain't going to park a girl to death. Okay? <laughs> you're not going to be able to park a girl to death. But I think it is a way for you to get to know a person yeah. and spend some time with them by going on a walk, a nice little hike. Be, I mean, I've done them. I've done Amicola Falls on dates and just, but I'm an outdoorsy person. So yeah. I like adventure. I like to be outside. I like activities. And so if you are, you know, you like those kind of things, that's going to be more intriguing. And here's the thing. If I like you, I'm open to a lot of things. And that's, that's so true. Oh, listen, you know, that's I didn't took a, I just a couple who who ain't wanted to walk no park, but baby, they didn't walk that park. You don't walk this park. <laughs> I'm not trying to walk the park, depending on the temperature. But if your questions on the phone were good enough, we can go walk the park, babe. Like I would rather you take me to the gym. Like I would love a first date. Like we're going to the gym. There's a little friendly competition. Yeah. I get to assess your health level, your physical fitness level. You get to assess my physical fitness level. But I also think there's something so telling about how a man plans a dinner date very early on for me. Okay. Mm. Because I, one of my favorite things to do is to experience amazing dining experiences. Yeah. Right. That's one of my favorite things to do. I'm really simple. Like, feed me. Yeah. And that's just, that's just what I really enjoy. And you know, did, were you thoughtful enough to even ask what type of food I like to eat? Were you thoughtful enough to plan a reservation? If you wanted to surprise me with the place that we're going, did you kind of prepare me and People say... People still go out and they don't make reservations? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, you know one oh, thing I don't, wow. I don't like either on a dinner date? I don't like when a woman is not willing to share her food. I think... I Feel me on this. Feel me on this. Only if I like you. You hey, mean on a first date? Yes. If I let you put your fingers in my plate, yeah, because or I, stick your fork in my steak, I like. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling the conversation. See, I I like like because eating for me, especially how I grew up in my family, it's like it's like communion. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like you know, like we all trying things we <laughs> together. Like that's kind of how I grew yeah. up. I think so whenever I got a woman like like trying to strong arm her plate, I'm like you selfish mom. And oh, and but see, God. that's typically that's an what indication. I, that's what I see. That's an indication that she's not feeling you. Exactly. Yeah. Now you can be all in my plate. Come sit next to me. Let's share. Bring your food. Let's share. like if I am feeling you like that. But there's a strong dating is a risk. Yeah. You you face the risk of that person not feeling you, and then no, you can't have my food. Yo, hit these super chats real quick. Yo, the super chats in. is going so hit these real quick. insane. So shout out to some members that have just joined us. Shout out to Kenosha, who just gifted a membership. Shout out to Tony Morgan, Eve, and EJT, all joining the Harley Initiated membership. Shout out to Anitra. She's, Anitra Alexander giving you guys the flower. She said, the podcast has been lit. Thanks so much, ladies. You done dropped some serious nuggets. That's awesome. Shout out to Shanae Randall. She says, let's love on ourselves first, and that will be easier to love the mate God bless you with. And then let's get a question real quick. Shout out to Deja. She says, she's a business owner and a single mom. So I'm going to throw this one up to you, Donnie. That's Donnie. Right. I'm having a hard time finding what I like to do personally. 
I try classes, hobbies, but nothing is hidden. I don't have much to share about me personally. Any advice? <laughs> <laughs> How old is she? Deja, you Deja, Deja, drop your age. Drop your age in right. there. Drop your age, Deja. Um, you you gotta that that's an indication you not having much to talk about about your own life and you're not sure the things that you like. That's an indication to me that you're probably so wrapped up in being a mom that you have forgotten about yourself along the way. Mm. And you have to remind yourself before you were a mom, what were the things that you actually enjoyed doing? When you are scrolling on social media, where do you find yourself landing? What kind of accounts? What kind of conversations? What kind of pictures? What do you find yourself saving? Are you saving restaurants? Are you saving hiking trips? Are you saving travel? And then get out there and go to that pre-mom phase. Like, remember the significance you had in your life before you were a parent. I work with so many women, so many women that are now spouses or parents, and they have literally, they feel like you. They've lost themselves in the image of being a mother or a wife and tap back into, you know, what, what, what were the things I was doing before I became this mom? And that will give you some insight. Uh, one of the, te- the, the exercises that I utilize with uh, brand new students who want to become entrepreneurs and they're not really sure what they're good at, I suggest that you text five people, five people who know you, who've spent some time with you and say, hey, if you had to pick a fun activity that... Uh, This is for you in dating, right? Not in business, but I have my students do a very similar exercise for business discovery. For you, if you had to, I would send a text to five people. If you had to plan an activity for me based on what you think I'd like, what would that be? The end. And listen to the responses. People would say, oh, I'd plan a sip and paint for you, or I'd take you to the club, or I'd take you, I'd plan a trip. Look at that, and there's some. There's going to be some similarities if people know you very well. And then you look at that, and you say, you know what? I did forget that I actually used to like reading very much. Mm. Mm. I did forget that I actually really get off on writing. Like I, I like that very much. Or maybe I'm a really I'm a really great communicator, and I forgot, you know, what that felt like. I I actually love being alone, and that's the thing too. You might like to be alone. Mm. That's some game right there, right? It like, is. Listen, losing yourself in motherhood. Is a thing. I see it happen all the time. Yeah, I mean, we got you know, I, I got a mother who who did that for some for some years. Absolutely, and, and that's what I mean. As young men, as just men in general, that's the one, the one thing we want most is for our mother to be hand in hand with a very strong man. That's a fact. And a lot of times they give everybody everything, you especially know? the kids, especially when you're a single mom too. Yeah, that becomes just you know your whole life, and you do. It's so easy to neglect yourself. I see a lot of single moms do that. They just neglect yeah. themselves and they become less interesting in dates. Yeah. You go to the Instagram, all you see is the kids all over their page. Mm-hmm. Like the most of their conversation ends up becoming quickly about the kids. So that and that that woman becomes very difficult to date and for you to really mm-hmm. get a deep connection with when that does happen. Well, and let me say when and and this may be happening to her, um, moms, as great of a mom as you want to be. If you are interested in in attempting to be intentional about dating, if your social media just reads mom, 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 men are also needy for your attention. And all they see is a competition. All they see is, ooh, she's beautiful. I'm interested, but I'd be competing for time. I'd be competing for time. When does this woman have time to actually entertain a relationship? So it's really important that you do start to display some things that you do outside 
of your uh, outside of being a parent and maybe just start posting some pictures of just you you will lose yourself being a mother you will suddenly with all the soccer and hockey and basketball and football suddenly you forgot you look around and it's been three months since you got a manicure three months since you got a pedicure you haven't been dressed outside of athleisure wear in six months that's you forgot what you like to do because you are not presenting yourself into in into the world that got you pregnant in the first place (laughs) but then look at the example that you're setting for your daughter yes you're saying that i come last on the i come i'm the last rung on the ladder I I put myself last on the list. And so you are also teaching her because children become what they see. Exactly. And so if you are showing up as the example of I don't spend enough time on myself, I don't take care of myself, I don't make space for myself, then guess what she does? She in turn does the same thing. And so now we got a whole nother cycle. That's really good, Brandy. That is really good. Here's what I want y'all to do real quick. Because we're about to get one more question in. This last one. Shout out to the people that sent the super chats over these. The last ones we're going to take. Any other super chats is just going to be love offerings. We'll still take it, but they love <laughs> offerings. What I want y'all to do is let's break another record in here. Let's get to 700 likes tonight. We have 608. Okay, let's get like. to 700 <laughs> likes tonight and go ahead and hit that like button right now before we get to this last question. Go ahead, Ryan. Okay, I got this. This one actually is from Donnie. So Donnie's been with us the whole... She's been with us at the beginning <laughs> of the show all the way to the end. Shout out, she Donnie. She baby. Donnie says, have you ladies encountered being on a date with a man that is consistently looking at other women while in your presence? Ooh, all right, first of all, I already no. know it's an easy one. It's an easy one. If you can so, skip that question. How do you handle that on the spot? I wouldn't handle it. I yeah. would leave. I would, I've never, I would advise that too. I've, I've never, never had that happen. That. That's um, but if it did happen, I would get up and I would leave. Ladies, have your own money. Be able to get yourself home. I would just leave. Uh, yeah. No, no explanation. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I've that's, never that's experienced that. That's disrespect. Yeah. I like some Miami stuff. That's very disrespect. Some Western? <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Miami style. <laughs> I mean, I, that's kind of wild, actually, for him to do that. Because, I mean, the, be- the whole purpose of a date is to be present with the person that you're with. Right. So, I mean, the fact that this man is literally eyeing. No. You don't understand the problems no. that come with this brother. No. <laughs> like, this brother is. And, and if you are toxic. sitting through a full dinner with this man, you have gotten through appetizers, entrees, and dessert with this man, you are the problem. Ooh. You are the problem. You are the problem. You are condoning you are, you are this your, behavior. You are your biggest challenge, obstacle, and and barrier for yeah. your success. Donnie, where, <laughs> what, what city you in, Donnie? It's, it just sounds like something they do in South Florida. Donnie, what's, where, where are you at? Where are you located that's, that's at, Donnie? Jacksonville behavior. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's Duval yeah. County. That's, where, where that's, you that's from, he, he had a gold County. grill. Did he have a gold grill and, while he did that? And he had a box Chevy. Listen, Donnie, let us know what city and state you're at. Hey, listen, yo, first of all, ladies, y'all did y'all thing up on here tonight. <laughs> Yeah. It's something special about when you bring the ladies on the platform. The, the, the platform goes absolutely crazy. No, Very Atlanta not too. Atlanta. Wow. Latonia? That's, 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 that's a Latonia thing? No, 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 no. I'm from Latonia. Don't do that. That's a DeKalb County. Don't that's DeKalb County right there. Do not. Wow. Latonia High County. School graduate here. All right, shout out to the L. Don't do that. I he feel, was definitely from the cab. It was, it's this college parkish. I feel like it's giving Westside. <laughs> it, it could be. It could also. Well, Donnie, you gonna help us fix that Atlanta issue, right? Don't you got you got something coming up soon? Something that you're working on? Um, yeah, we're not ready to disclose yet. Okay, we, okay. We do we do have some things um coming up. I, I definitely want to shift the conversation around dating um, in the black community specifically. I definitely want to gift women back their confidence, older women specifically when it comes to dating. 
Um, and then men need some etiquette lessons oh, yeah. uh, when it when it comes to dating too. I think we owe it to each other to continue our bloodlines. I think we owe it to each mm. other to continue um, our heritage, and we owe it to each other to be great. Right? Mm. This generation is so powerful because we have been able to achieve so many accolades in sports, so many accolades in leadership, so many accolades in corporate America. We're owning at a much higher rate in terms of property and assets, and we're entrepreneurs. And in the last three years, so many multimillionaires were birthed from the African-American community. Now, what do we do with that? It would be a waste if we are gathering all of these resources, all of these wins, and we are not experiencing life with someone who deserves to experience life with us. So I say that to say... It's up to us. If you're not satisfied with the way dating looks in our community, do something about it. And anytime I feel like something is not well and it's not sitting well with me, I do something about it. And we plan to do a couple of things um, that's, that support healthy dating, healthy love, and um, hopefully you getting back out there in your <laughs> groove and getting it, getting it back together. Well, you know, that's what Harlem Initiated represents and stands for. So anything you need from us... We fully behind you and we support you. Yeah. So we're excited to see that, you know, you bring that to the world. Yeah, for sure. For freaking sure. <laughs> I'm so excited. You guys were saying that you started off as a men's empowerment uh, community. Um, and then now you're a women and men, women, women and men's empowerment platform. And I think you are really diminishing the value of what you have the ability to achieve with this platform. Like this is a culture shift. Having healthy conversations. Yeah around the relationships of black men and black women and even beyond but starting here right in this place having healthy conversations there's so many podcasters so many podcasts so many books so many tv shows that are anti-black woman anti-black love anti-black family and if you guys continue to do what you're doing here Forget man, woman. We're talking culture, mm. and we're talking generations to come. So I am happy that I said mm-hmm. yes. You know what? That, we received I, I, that. Thank you so much yes. for, for saying that. And, and I really do appreciate the fellas that are in here as well with us because I've like done a lot of research about this space, especially the space of relationships where people are trying to date better, become better husbands, become better wives, become better fathers, mothers. And the space is dominated by women. And what I would say is men typically get this like on the job experience Mm -hmm. on this part of life where I see the women are more apt to lean in. But the fact that we can have brothers here in the chat, brothers here in this conversation with women all in one place, having the this caliber of conversations is probably what I'm most proud of, of what we've been able to accomplish, that we have been able to keep the respect of men and keep them in the room. And when you look at the chat and just see how the conversation is going between the men and the women, it's, it's so gone. healthy mm. and it's so beautiful. That's dope. That's good. That y'all best believe we're going to have some very dope things coming because we can't keep this as an online experience. We're going to be bringing y'all something very special in real life very soon, which is why I want you guys to go ahead. When we giving you this product here with these 10, and, uh, these 10 emo- uh, dating and connection questions, it's not just so we can give you that product. It's so we can get your contact information so we can let y'all know when this experience is happening because we have something so big planned that I cannot wait to announce. 
And it's really, like you said, we are aiming for a very cultural shift. So I, I appreciate you Can me and Brandy that. be a part of whatever this top <laughs> secret experience is? Oh, absolutely. <sighs> yeah. Absolutely. We will be reaching out I to all I want to see how many men well. are in the... Can they, like, drop something in the chat? Like a one or something? Like, if men are still Ooh, here? that's a good one. Yeah. Men, look. Men, if you're in the chat right now... Put man in the chat. Represent. Right we up late put tonight too. I want to see. Put, drop a man in the chat right now for the men that's in here yeah. at ten fifty one Eastern time. Yo, we got oh, some international in listeners. Internationally, right now it's four, three, four, five, four, five a.m. Yes. on here. Shout out to EJT. Yes, he says, yes, uh, so they, "Big super chat says you guys are changing lives it's, out it's here, here right with now. the I content." I have been letting my friends and family know about the podcast. I'm glad to be a part of the growth. Much love. Shout out to EJT. Wow. Okay. Man. 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 King. I like medium man. King. Yes. Did you say medium man? You said oh yeah. Medium man. Yeah. Medium man. He actually has a platform. Shout out to the black content creators. Shout out to the black media owners. Shout out to medium man. Just listening. Very interesting conversation. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you. Hey, I don't know if you seen medium man. He's like. Cock <laughs> right. I don't know if you've seen it, right. but my man's cock decent. So, so check this out, y'all. Much love to everybody that stayed on here and enjoy and 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 locked in with us. Y'all know we do this every Monday and Wednesday night at 8 p.m. and it will not stop. Monday we're gonna do something very special here. We're gonna have the men on the panel. We had the we had the ladies <laughs> in right, here. Right, right. We're gonna bring the fellas. Okay, it's gonna be the single fellas in the building. They gotta follow and we up. We gonna chop now. it up. We gonna follow they don't have to up, go hard. and you they know we gonna to. deliver because everybody and anybody we bring to Harley, Harley Initiated is gonna be fully vetted and qualified to be sitting here in this conversation. Mm -hmm. So listen, much love to you, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us here. It's been an absolute blessing, and it's not gonna be the last time. Thank you, for having us. So, you yeah, know, this it. is this is just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and y'all know, listen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Hardly Initiated. We are out. <laughs>